Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. Seven o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is, just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it afterwards. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic no. right now? And bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve in a kettle. That's <laughs> a true happy now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Good evening, everybody. This is The Session. You are tuned in to the greatest podcast in internet history. Right here. Absolutely. You're, you're here. You're, you're very lucky to be landing. You're, you're very lucky. Kudos to you I mean, You could be doing lucky. a million other things right now. Thanks for doing this. Right. Yeah. yeah I don't feel so lonely here. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys uh, being here for us, and we're here for you, and I hope you appreciate us for being there for you <laughs> really? in your darkest hours. Yeah, we could be watching a major sport event. Instead of bringing you sweet, <laughs> sweet yeah. radio. My favorite team uh, playing for the championship. What is that? The, uh, the, the whatever that is, championship curl or, or what, what's going on? Basketball. Something's going on. Basketball tonight. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Are we going to hear a bunch of screaming from the other room? Well, that would be, I guess, a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since we're uh, in, in the Bay Area, which of course where the Warriors. That's true. Play out. Yeah, EJ's so the Warriors pretty, are pretty full next door. No, like, is it walking really? by, yeah, it's pretty full. You're like, oh, what's going on there? Same yeah, thing. There's, there's applauding already. That's that's. that's uh, good. I you know I watched the last. Um, Stanley Cup playoff game uh, last night. The Predators and the Penguins. Well, that was a great game. I watched that. Too. It was a good game. Yeah. Fucking Penguins well, won. They didn't score until like the last minute, thirty or something. Yeah, and then they got two. Well, one was an empty net, but uh, that's a good. That's a good sport. Hockey's a good sport. I like it. It's yeah. more popular than basketball. They're saying. At least you Is sport. It really? That's what they're saying. At least Ooh. you sport something. That's what I'm, I'm hearing that. Yeah, it's taking over. Yeah. I'll get. I'll get to you in a second, Doc. Who's saying that? Because I've been I, saying that I, for like look, fucking Google twenty-five that. years, dude. Really? It's, it's, well, I think it may have finally arrived. 
Oh, Check Jesus Christ. So people are saying. Well, saying it's, at least you sport something. It's that's good. true. That's yeah. true. It's okay to fight as in hockey, you know? Basketball is like, okay. that, that's a foul. Yeah. Like, come on, you're shooting fouls all the time. Or how about right. soccer where everybody takes a flop? Dude, so I was watching um, part of the USA-Mexico uh, what is that, CONCAF or whatever, the some qualifier for some international oh, yeah, play, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and there are dudes, they're just falling left and right. I thought I was watching the high dives in the Olympics. It was like, <laughs> what is going on right now? Yeah, they they just wallow in it, too. Good that head back. And, yeah, and, and I, guess it's, I guess it's hard because, you know, uh, a leg injury when you're, like, overstretching, you know, it doesn't look, just because there's no contact doesn't mean that, uh, you know, there, there's no injury, right? No, yeah, exactly. It should be like rugby where they got to keep playing and can't even carry them off. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Actually, take their helmet, take football's helmets away and be more like rugby. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we got a good show for you guys today. Uh, we have the world famous St. Arnold Brewing Company here out of Houston, Texas. We're going to be talking to with uh, Aaron Inkrut. He is the, uh, he's the dude. He's the brewer. He's the. Um, Brewery operations manager. He's uh, he's the guy. I think he even does some barrel age stuff too. Yeah, that's a. I think They're he's, a very good brewery, brewery, so I'm sure they do a lot of stuff. Y- you know, and I'm 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 actually very excited about this show because uh, I've been to Texas a handful of times, and I don't really you don't really see a lot of San Arnold beer out here. It doesn't make it this far. Right, it doesn't make it this far, and so they're kind of one of those breweries that's hyper regional, I think, in my mind, anyway. Um, so you know, usually one of the, some of the breweries we've had on, some of the larger breweries, we've seen their beers here and there. They do tab takeovers, or, or they have sure. some limited distribution. But I don't think St. Arnold does that. No, that's... and I'm kind of excited to talk about it and have some of their beers and actually like think about it a little bit. Yeah, glad we got some on the show. It'd be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Uh, I'm also excited about our new website, you guys who are uh, iTunes downloaders or, 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 or feed downloaders or whatever, and you haven't been to the BN website in a while, um, please check it out. It's uh, obviously thebrewingnetwork.com. But from there, we have re, uh, relaunched, redesigned our website. I think it's uh, easier to use. I'm on it right now. Um, it's a little bit cleaner and you know you can find so right there there's the latest podcast. So if you're just if you don't really care what show you're listening to, you just want to hear us and our production value because it's really high. Um, there's that on the left and then on the right there's the upcoming events page. So you guys have been asking for calendars forever and even though they've been up, um, they're hard to find but there they're going to be it's going to be looks like it's going to be right on the right hand side. It's a big look at that doc even you can see that, right? Yeah, I was looking at it earlier today. And, yeah, was, and then you can say view calendar and every one of those other links there. There's a lot of eye candy there. View calendar. Let's uh yeah. let me let me view that calendar. Oh yeah, look at that. Nice. Homebrewcon live broadcast and we're gonna be broadcasting the um, the award ceremony too, and we're gonna be doing two Doctor Homebrews uh, from um, from Homebrew Con. It probably won't be live, but we'll record them. No, excellent. That's we'll great. be doing That's them. Fun. Live. Uh, yeah, yeah. People get Jamil, to watch, right? Jamil People get to watch. Do a, yeah. a, a Jamil show too. I have to see if we can make that happen. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's. Uh, little, yeah, we'd like to. Sure, I'll let you use the equipment. Wait, can we? Great. Yeah, I don't know. We'll go right on after you. Whatever. Well, start yeah. the schedule. Please yeah, do. Don't have to clean it up. I'm a little what nervous do I though see about that. Production manager. Okay. Right, yes. Sorry. Yeah, talk to Bevo about that, I'm sure. Uh, I'm a little nervous, though, because I see, like, the wall of headphones that are still over there, and I don't know if we have travel oh, headphones. That's right. I don't know if they're supposed to be well, there Well, they only had the headsets. That's got the headphone and microphone built in, right? Uh, I thought we got away from using those. Like the Madonna-like, you know? Oh, I don't remember ever, ever having a microphone. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a call one piece there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we got the uh, Fort Collins Grand Opening for the Hop Grenade. Apparently, that's set for July 22nd. I didn't know there was a date. I looked at the website. I didn't know either. But supposedly, we're flying out for it. That's the oh, that's the rumor. Right. Is that is we're going to be uh, right, right. July 22nd. Okay. Yeah, we're going to so be the orgy you got planned. We're going to be flying. Yeah. yeah. Well, just transfer. Just move oh, it over. Oh, get more tickets. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Sell tickets to that orgy, Doc. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So Fort Collins, like 22nd, it's probably like a weekday or weekend? or what um, I would imagine, if it's not a Saturday, uh, Whatever, it should doesn't matter. But, it is what um, it is. Is that set in stone? It's on the website. So, uh, no, it's Saturday. Oh, that says the date is tentative. Uh, oh. Saturday, <laughs> July 22nd. So if you're out in the Fort Collins area, or if you're not in the Fort Collins area and you want to go to it, um, make a little weekend out of it. And, and Justin's saying that they're doing make, they're making great progress. So I mean that he's really comfortable with that date. I yeah, I think that's why he's there. So you know, and get used to my voice because he's going to be there for like the next two months, until like after, just not coming until home. after July twenty second. <laughs> July twenty second, right? Uh, and I think that's why I think he's just kind of. Uh, I think they have a good um, you know a good production company there, good construction manager, and uh, he's just kind of sitting back and well, hanging out. Well, what he said was if he's not when he's not there, things just don't. Things don't go right, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they go fine, but they don't go the way he wants them. Yeah. So, right or wrong, it's just that's that's Jay, right? Yeah. He, had the, he has a vision, no, no. and you got you got to stick to it, which is great. No, no. I wish Otherwise, more businesses when you're done, you that. just regret it for like years and years and years. And years. <laughs> right. Forever. And then you have enough to regret anyway. For things sure. Things you told him to do turn out to be wrong. Well, you, right. Things that you never got to say because you weren't there, <coughs> that's even worse. And what I mean is Jay's a stickler for details when, sure. when somebody else is doing it. He hates it when it doesn't go to plan either. When right. He and says, specifically do this, and, and they don't. And you don't do it. And, and, and I, I feel for him because I'm, I'm like, you know, running now my shows. I, I, I'm the same way with everybody. But it's like, you know, especially designing a, a, a place, a business, a retail shop, right, that is very um, – I don't know, reliant upon placement of things for the back of house stuff, you oh, know, yeah, oh, yeah. where the glasses go, where the, no, where the, where the, where the, the dishwasher goes, some taps on the wall and start pulling beer. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. You need, you need to, you need to yeah. know where that, where that stuff is and that needs to be placed in, in just the right way. And if it's not your, your, your bartenders and your back house people no, are just, they're running into each yeah, other. Or it takes an extra person per shift because you're inefficient. You know? yeah, right. Exactly. You're inefficient like Aaron is. Yeah. I can't wait to hear his list of gripes after the fact. <laughs> I told him to do this, yeah. and I didn't care. See, Doc, this is why I'm crazy. Here, <laughs> give, give me five pills. Six. <laughs> give me six pills. Speaking of pills. Um, were we? Okay. We are now. Okay. Um, we're, uh, we we got to fly. Are you going to, you're not going to Homebrew Con, right? Yeah, I'll be there. You're, you, I wait, leave wait. Uh, Wednesday night. You leave Wednesday night. Right so I had yep, to I had to get much. a uh, I had to get another I had to refill my prescription for Xanax or as a Prabalamba Lamba Lambda 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 whatever yeah, it's called yeah. and uh, I I messaged my doctor and he's like we don't really prescribe that anymore for anxiety and I'm like huh oh. okay he goes tell the millions of other people you right know. but he gave me it's the same thing you've been telling me to go to okay what is it called I forget what it's called heroin oh. it's, it's called heroin uh, Ativan Ativ yeah, okay, I think it is out of van. Yeah. Oh. Is there another name for it? Yeah. What's it so called? So you're getting upgraded. That's good. Um, yeah. uh, I never use that one. Um, uh, okay. It's it's another. It's the same. It's a generic or whatever. Have a great flight. I don't know. What yeah, think? it's like it's a it's a cousin to to Valium, but it's oh, okay. short, a lot short acting. Okay. Um, I ha- so I've been I've been really hammering myself about not wanting to fly this weekend. Like for the past, excuse me, since like Friday, I've been just dreading it and dreading and dreading it. Plus, I got house problems. I'm trying to close my house or buying a house soon. Like I have all the stress, right? 
and I took one last night, oh, and it, it was like... It just goes away, doesn't it? It kind of went away. And so what I used to do with the like the Xanax, for lack of a better, you know, for the whatever, um, I would sit and try to make myself... Um, anxious? Anxious. So you tested it out? Would, yes, exactly right. And it's like just like, just this, like... Um, you know, like the, the back of pickup trucks, if they have like the, the lift gate down, there's just that mesh net that kind of gives, but it doesn't let anything through. It's like that around your brain. It's just like, it's like a trampoline. You should make a list of what shit that's bothering you so you can refer to it. So how big, how big of pills did he give you? What size? Oh, I, I, no. they're like half a microgram. Okay, right. They're super tiny. Take 10. Yeah. Well, yeah. Would you, you you know my my level ish of anxiety? I take two. Would you? Yeah. Would you? You would take two. Yeah, I would take two. That's a, that's usually my normal dose is a half a one. Yeah. Well, you said okay. it's short half a milligram. Half a milligram. He's on a three hour flight. How's that going to work? He's just got to get on the plane. Yeah. I just, so. and that was my problem last oh, year, dude. <laughs> I couldn't get on the plane. There was and, and I'll, look, I'll be real honest. With you. Yeah. There was some really scummy looking dude, very tan. I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, he's like, uh, he's like, just looked super lost. And then there were these two guys that came up. He's like, oh, is this the flight to wherever the fuck it was, Baltimore last yeah. year? And I'm like, why do you want to know? How do you not know where you're going? And they yeah. had backpacks, and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm done. Are you flying with anybody? Yeah, I'm flying solo with Bev and Sam like, and uh, Kate. Yeah, okay, you had chaperones. That's good. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I just double Take that dose. Days. You'll be fine with double the dose. How much is too much? Uh, my my dog gave me by mistake like point uh, two or no two. Two milligram ones. Okay, that's like four of those. Right. Yeah, you kind of. I took one. Like I just kind of sat there and vibrated for a while. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. I mean, that that's no for me. That's too much. It, it took just, you out of it. Yeah, I kind of did. All right. It was. I'd like to not feel any different and just have the the anxiety go away. Yeah. Not, not sit there and just wow. And sh- you're right. Yeah. So I would easily take two of the. I could. Point, point 0.5. Easy. If I, okay, well, I, I think... And you're twice my size, too. That's so. right. Well, that's true. You'll be fine. Yeah. Tattoo. two. Take, take two. All right. I'll think about it, because I was talking to Bev today, and she told me it's like a three-hour and 40-minute flight. And I was like, oh, and suddenly my kind of anxiety went away a little bit. I was like, oh, I could do three, almost four hours. That's nothing, man. That's nothing. Bad. So I felt a little better. Um, but I, So I think one will do. I think it'll be fine. And then if it doesn't, on the way back, I'll take two. Well, the way back is easy because you know you got to get home. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. I'll have to go there and then be there for like five days or whatever. Yeah. So I would just, yeah, take two about an hour ahead of time or yeah. hour before your anxiety is going to kick in. <laughs> Four you'll, days you'll ago. Be, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be good. It'll be all right. But uh, I'm excited to go to HomebrewCon, everybody. Uh, if you're out in that oh, in that area time. in Minneapolis and, and you haven't gotten a ticket, I'm, sh- I'm sure you could probably get a ticket. I don't know. Uh, but go to HomebrewCon.org uh, for all the information. But Stan Hieronymus is going to be out there. Our good friend Andy Johnson will be there as well. Denny Kahn, of course. Andrew Beecham. Ken Schram. Charlie Papazian, of, of course. That guy's always there. But uh, they're going to be here at this year's HomebrewCon. Of course, it's June 15th through the 17th in Minneapolis. I'm seeing a lot of people on Facebook already there. Yeah, what are already they doing going there already? already. Peter Simons, our friend Peter Simons, uh, is there now, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude! I want to, I want to go out there now. Well, I was there seven years ago, and uh, yeah, like most places in the world and the country, the beer scene, I imagine, has really gotten a lot more robust. So I'm sure it's probably more of a beer destination now for for people who 
are into beer, of course, that's what the attendees are. If you go on the HomebrewCon website, you can there's a button to click on it. It tells you all the all the, the all the breweries and all the good spots, and they map it out. And there's, oh, there's really? A, there's a lot of them. It's just all over the place. Dude, someone told me about. I'm, I'm probably going to be. Um, I'm going to do myself a disservice by uh, by talking about this place, but apparently there's a really rad like a uh, brunch engine? spot called what is it called? WCCO? No, that's a there's a bloody Mar- build your own bloody Mary bar in Minnesota, and it's called. I'm waiting for this to load, uh, but maybe I don't want to say it because I don't want everyone going there. Well, when you, I mean, drink Bloody Marys in the afternoon when the, when the brewers are out, or, you? or when you wake sure. up. When you wake up, you know, I'm not. I, I've tried to be a Bloody Mary guy because I think they're uh, just kind of cool in general. But I can't. I don't think I, I like them. I can't get next to them either. I'm, and I've tried. Try everybody. Oh, try mine. It's so much better. This is it. And no, I just. No. Yeah, I'm much more of a mosa guy. Just too, yeah, I exactly. Like, I don't yeah. like tomato juice. Just I, too watered down. I don't like tomato juice. Period. And well, so right, they yeah. can leave that part out. It'd be great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You need a uh, like a vodka Collins full of fruit and vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you need that Bacon. food in the morning. If it comes in your drink, great. Yeah, I, I would rather have like an omelet and a Manhattan. If I'm going to drink in the morning, like let's just drink. <laughs> With the Bloody Mary shit. But there's a a, a Bloody Mary bar called um, Hell's Kitchen. Oh, I saw that on the map. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, so, not, it's okay. not too far away from uh, the hotel and the, yeah, the convention I saw that center. Too, right? Wow, and they have like a taps they got. yeah, they have a buffet of like hot sauces and little accoutrements in uh, in um, in your thing. Apparently, uh, if it fits in your glass, it's fair game. They're open till two, Doc. So if you get in, what time are you getting in? Uh, midnight, actually. So be swinging. Maybe I'll if I'm up, I'll. Uh... Okay, yeah, I did Wednesday night about just before midnight, I think. You gotta be. When are you getting in? Uh, Wednesday afternoon at four thirty. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know when I'm getting in. We leave at same flight. We leave at ten something. Ten forty. I'm on the same flight. Oh, okay. We're on the same flight. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm in twenty one A. Pray for us. Are you in? Are you in Lucky Twenty One A? You should text that to (laughs) to, 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 to Sully. (laughs) I think I am. I said twenty two. I think it's twenty one A. I'll just send him one. Yeah. We're in like thirty. <laughs> You're like way the fuck back there. I don't want to hear you screaming from I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. You won't hear me sweating. I'll be casting the sweat yeah. off with my hands right at you. Yeah, I can just see your pit stains gone. <laughs> Dude, I just you know, and it, it sort of doesn't help that Bev kind of feels the same way now, and so we're both like uh, when it's shaking. And I know they're having like rainstorms there now, and so I'm really nervous, and it's just. But I'm trying not to. Try not to worry about it. Let's make sure you get there on time. For what? Oh, to the airport. Fuck. So, <laughs> so right. So, apparently, her and Sam are staying at Jay's house uh, while Jay's gone, and, and Kate's going to be there, and they're all three of them are leaving to Bart separately, and she kind of purposely didn't tell me about it, because she's like, so Sam has a hard time waking up on time and likes to blame it on me, but it's really him, because last year, two years ago, uh, we were late because... Sam didn't wake up, and Bev decided to do five chores for people who asked her to do shit. Yeah. Like Scott and Kevin. They're like, oh, do these things. And she can't say no. The uh, word no yeah, doesn't exist go. to her. Oh, right. And so we were all late. And so we hung out for 12 hours. And yeah. Of well, spending too much money on we haircuts all, and booze. We were all meeting at my house. And mm-hmm. meaning all, it meant me and, me and uh, JP. And yeah. we're waiting for the other three to get there. And we were pacing. Pay, oh up God. and down the. You're looking at your watches. Oh, yeah. at you and I aren't good with that because no. I think we feed. I feed off you anyway, and it's like if you have two people doing that shit, yeah. you're like I We're gotta just be in pacing, the, pacing. I gotta be in another room. I can't do it. <laughs> <this." laughs> 
So I'm so I'm purposely not going with them because I'm gonna fucking conviction. Yeah, and it's one less thing to be anxious about. Right, and yeah. it's United, so you have to be there 45 minutes early yeah. bef- to check your shit in. And and I, I'm hoping Otherwise that your they bag not, go in. not 44 minutes, obviously. Not, remember? No, <laughs> that was 44 minutes, and they just. Hosed us. It's a pain in the ass, man. It's a pain in the ass. That's what I about uh, BART. Once you're on the BART train, you know what time you're going to get to the airport. There's yeah. Hopefully. And, well, yeah. Yeah, unless there's a glitch. But, yeah, that, that's when you take your little pills. That's Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because it's I'm an hour it. and it's 70 minutes or, or so. But it's, I mean, it's good to know that I can I can double that if I need to. Just do it. You can add on. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, I don't know. <laughs> The irony you is that, one is that you're experimenting, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're fine with that, right? I'm good with yeah, it. But yeah, but he was just sitting at home. I was sitting at home, and I was, I was already kind of tired, and I just fell asleep watching Jaws, fine, fine. too. I was like, Go on the interstate and get between a fuck couple lanes and see how you feel. You know? <laughs> just fucking go for yeah. it, man. Rocket to the moon. Let's do this fucking thing. <laughs> Let's just fire it up. Let's get swifty. <laughs> No, I'm excited to go to HomebrewCon, man. It's, it's going to be a great re- event. It's going to be a lot of fun, yeah. man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping we can get out of the booth and go see some of the places. Because like you said, Tasty, it's kind of been this beer explosion. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah there's great beer people there, so it's a great beer time. Yeah, absolutely. And then Saturday night, it's like, get out and see stuff, too. Yeah, no more banquet, which I'm a little disappointed about because, you know, yeah, I should have missed that rubber chicken or that uh, <laughs> rubber chicken, yeah. the sauce. So, so what is what is the the plan? I mean, when are the awards? Well, no, the awards like, are like, what's it? 4.30? 4 or 6, something like that. Okay. And then there's the, they call it the, the knockout party after that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's so that. there's alcohol. Uh, yeah. Is it a bit homebrew or is it a... Oh, it's, it's supposed to be entertainment. The knockout round. The, yeah, so... Because usually they, they bring all the leftover beers. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's what the they're talking beers? about. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah just, all the extra beers that didn't make it. Yeah, it's just a knockout. This is a knockout oh, yeah. party. It's going to be entertainment, hopefully a band or something, and not just like a magician or a clown. <laughs> I would love... <laughs> if they just had five clowns running around, that would be amazing. Yeah. Really I'd be taking a clown. pill, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with the clowns. <laughs> yeah, how about five hot chicks? Really? Ooh, as long as they're not dressed as clowns, we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not big on the clowns. Yeah, clowns, nah. but bikini clowns. That yeah, would be amazing. We, could you get over it for bikini clowns? Uh, depends on which part's painted. It's <laughs> <laughs> no paint, just clown. Oh, like clown paint. makeup. Right, I got yeah. you. I could um, probably overlook ish. No. No, can't do it. <laughs> no. So after that, there's a party where we drink all the beer, but I, I'm straight. I don't well, need to do that. I think the band's going to wander away off and do something. Well, they, they want really? to, they kind of want you to go out and ex, you know, explore Minneapolis after right. that instead of doing the whole banquet long thing until 9 or 10, and then what do you do? Right. You so, can't go out. I mean, so I expect can, to but. be in a Lima place, and then every, through the grapevine, everybody will know where that is. Yeah, probably. That's what I'm assuming. So um, if you ask us, if we, we'll know. Yeah. If we don't know, <laughs> we'll find out. No we'll get thing. back to you. Then there's no such thing. Or, yeah. They're not talking to me or whatever. We'll let you know. Yeah. Well, why don't we ask somebody when they call in? That's true. Yeah. yeah we're going to talk to Jay, but not now after the he's, show. Apparently, he's having problems with his luggage, which does not probably, make uh, me feel oh, good. Really? Yeah. Not good at all. Uh, yeah, I expect uh, we'll make a, dis- on a decision that night or that afternoon. Or yeah. Based on our experience otherwise, you know, our, our exploits. See what else is going on. What else? We, we, we like the. Uh, the uh, place, the 40-tap place, the... Uh, oh, the Hell's Kitchen. Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen or whatever? Is that close? Do you know? It's, 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 like like you know. it's oh, walking block. distance. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to be the place where everybody goes. Yeah, then. I think it's so about four or five there's blocks other, there's other north. Options. There's other options around there, too. Really? I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like this is not the norm for this conference, where there's several good places to drink that well, you don't I, have to take a cab around. I don't know about... Others seem to be more cocktail food okay. and beer, so I don't know if they're crafters. 
Tuckett Anymore, was fine. If you, don't, if you don't have craft, you don't. You might as well not even have beer. Nobody's going to buy it. I'm I'm good with. How can you have forty crap beers? So, yeah. you know, there's got to be some craft <laughs> yeah. in there somewhere. Got to be something good for NHC. I'm good with cocktails, though. I tell you what, like a give oh, me yeah, like a gin and tonic or some shit, dude. Yeah. Well, after three or four days of nothing but beer, twenty four seven. Yeah, you kind of want to bust it up a little that. bit. Yeah, the problem is I, I drink a couple of those and I'm uh, I'm wasted. And you're done, right? Yeah. Beer I can regulate because it pushes back a lot more. Those cocktails go down so easy. Yeah, <laughs> they really do. Yeah. They really do, especially with me, right? Because I'm I'm trying to drink these session beers all the time. I'm like any, I'm fighting anything over five percent. It's a battle. So I drink one cocktail. I was like, yeah, dude, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like by Saturday, four, four minutes. Saturday <laughs> afternoon, I don't even want to look at a beer anymore. It's no. Just, yeah. And then you get to the airport, and you're like, let's have right, some beer. Let's do. Let's have some beer. Apparently, there's a plan. Um, so you know, you can bring um, uh, your those little one ounce. Airline yeah. cocktail like uh, jobs, the mm-hmm. the liquor bottles mm-hmm. through security, yeah. but apparently they don't let you drink them on the plane. Well, they, yeah. So the rumor is some people, I'm not going to name names who aren't here right now, um, sneak a couple of rum bottles in there in your in your luggage and your check on right yeah. carry on, not your check on your carry on, and then once you clear security, you go to the gift shop and buy a bottle of Coke. Oh, put it in, mix it up, cap. yeah, and then you got and you got your your mixed drink for the good, flight. So many little ounce bottles <laughs> before you red flagged. I don't know, I don't know, but I have two bottles of Jameson, two of those little bottles of Jameson in my house already. So what is it? What does Jameson mix with? I don't know. I've never done it. Anything you find in the gift shop? Yeah, <laughs> just Coke, Coke. Yeah. All right, Jameson yeah, and Coke. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'd get rid of a lot of the Coke though. No, oh, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. One shot, one bottle. You have to put both bottles in that one bottle. Oh, for sure, yeah. absolutely. That's why I ordered doubles on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> doubles. You got to put both of the little bottles in that one glass. <laughs> That's true. Oh man. Uh, speaking of, I don't know, being dog-eared. I don't know. Uh, time to replace that old dog-eared copy of John Palmer's How to Brew. Is John Palmer going to in the Hobart Absolutely, Con? he'll be there. Fucking better be. Dude. Yeah, yeah. there's a session, Ask John Palmer Anything. Oh, Jesus. So I'm, gonna, I'm getting a few questions ready. Oh, yeah. Let's just, you know what? And, <laughs> and Let's just get in line. And it's just you and me just like just getting back in line. Yeah. Get him in. Hey, uh, John Palmer, what age did you first? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, our I've, friends, been, I've been reading this book all, all week. I'm going to do my talk on PH. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I got the new fourth edition in front of me. It's great. <laughs> Hope he doesn't come to my seminar. I go like, wait a minute, that's what I said. Just hand out his the section on yeah, um, PH. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll go this photocopy. Can you just read from the book, and that'll yeah. that'll yeah. be yeah. that'll be your lecture. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. People just yeah. hear me talk anyway. So it'll be like an author, like you know, like you can go to see exactly. authors like read from their latest works. Yes. Chapter seven. Right. Uh, our friends at Brewers Publications have just published the fourth edition of How to Brew, and it's essentially a totally new book. The fourth edition clocks in at 600 pages, and every chapter has been updated and expanded, and there are five totally new chapters. Whether you want simple, surefire instructions for making your first beer, or you're a seasoned home brewer working with all grain batches, this book has something for you. From ingredients and methods to recipes and equipment for brewing beer at home, How to Brew is loaded with valuable information on brewing techniques and recipe formulation. Grab your copy at your preferred beer book vendor today or buy it from the Brewers Association store if you want to get the book and support craft breweries at the same time. More info over at brewerspublications.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to be back with Aaron from St. Arnold Brewing Company in Houston, Texas. It's the session, everyone. Hang on. We'll be right back. 
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing great beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. All right, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We're about to be joined by Aaron here from St. Arnold, but first, a message from White Labs. All of their strains from the vault have been released. If you missed your chance to order one of their rare and unique specialty strains, don't worry, everybody. Calm down. The popular strains like WLP835 German X Lager, WLP611 New Nordic Yeast Blend, WLP564 Lewinhook, Saison Blend, and even more will be making a comeback to the vault next month when White Labs resets all of its strains available for pre-ordering. Stay tuned for more details and a full announcement from White Labs. In the meantime, visit whitelabs.com slash the vault for details on how to get access to these highly coveted strains for home brewers. Whitelabs.com slash the vault. <clears throat> All right. Aaron, are you on the phone, my friend? Aaron. Aaron, you got me? I'm here. How you doing, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, barely. You're a little quiet. Hello. Perfect. That's better. <laughs> That's better. Sounding much better. We're, get, we're getting progressively we're getting progressively better. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Okay, trying here. No, that's great. What was the uh, what was the issue? If you don't mind. Well, it was the POS uh, <laughs> uh, headphone jack that I was using. Now I'm just using my laptop. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair and hey, man, whatever works. Did I lose you now? No, no, we got Did you. I lose you again. We were just uh, I feel like I lost you. I don't know. Can you hear us? Uh oh. Uh-oh, Aaron. I hear you. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got us now? We'll roll with that, then. Okay. But you you got us? Aaron. I don't think he has us. Hmm. Can't hear him either. Yeah. Uh, I thought I did, but... Can you, can you hear me now? Trying. Sorry. Trying. Can you hear us? Is this... I just typed it to him. I typed it to him. I can hear you. Hopefully, okay. you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Well, we'll just we'll just move on. I can you hear can... you. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 This is good. Boy, I got the feeling it's not that stable. Right. That's what I think too. I think yeah. sometimes we're cutting it. Anyway, we're gonna. I mean, it's we'll gonna just, be hard uh, to start talking and not knowing he's. I mean, that's right. You know, we need to like. Uh, you do have this. Though. My, or is it? All right, you do have us though, right, Aaron? You can hear me. We're talking back and forth now. 
Or at least fourth. Are we no, cutting okay. out to him? Or? No, I'm going to call him on his phone. I'm going to call you. Okay, I'm going to put down. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. At you. And I actually just said, I'm going to call you. Like, I wrote down I-M-M-A. Right. Oh, is that how they do it? I don't know. It sounds like something they might say. It sounds like something they might say. We would say that here, just that way. No. Right. Sort of text. Wait, what am I doing? What am I doing? I almost fucked this up. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Let's see. We go to home. No, we go to dialer. And then we do this. And we call him. And just like that, we're going to have Aaron back. Bada bing. This is Aaron. Aaron, this is Jason from the Brewing Network. Okay, that's a little bit better connection. A little better, yeah, man. This is like calling a buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Apologies for that. No worries, man. It happens. Technology, man, it's great when it works, and then when it doesn't, the whole world comes to an end. You just, yeah, you just get frustrated at it and you yell at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to put my head through the wall more times than I care to admit from technology. But we well, have I'm you. excited to chat with you guys. I've been listening to you guys for quite a while. Oh, awesome, oh, listener, man. great. That's Sorry. cool, dude. About how long? Just to make us feel good. How long have you been listening? For all. <laughs> um, I would say close to over 10 years, I know. Wow. Um, Almost from the jump. Yeah, I think. What were you guys? Oh uh, five, oh six, oh five, yeah. around there. And, okay. Wow. Yeah. You remember then, uh, us then? Wow. Then, <laughs> you remember when there was no tasty? <laughs> Way back when we oh. did no shit. Yeah, the pre-tasty. Yeah. Pre-tasty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tasty. I noticed you're wearing a Texas shirt. I when yeah, you yeah, got up, wearing, uh, uh, bankhead shirt. Was, yeah. I've been stalking you guys since you you got on. Uh, you started the show, so <laughs> awesome. Well, we appreciate it, Aaron. That's really you cool. See what man. idiots we are. In <laughs> so obviously, you were a home brewer before you before you started over there at St. Arnold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Long, uh, quite a while. Um, probably started home brewing in I don't know six oh seven, and uh, and during college, I worked at a at a small brew pub. I was just a bartender. I didn't brew but that's kind of my uh kind of foray into the whole craft beer industry was just seeing just slinging seeing that kind of passion beside it and it was nice okay that's cool how is the uh how is the 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 home brewing scene first let's start with the home brewing scene in texas how is that down there well we have um one of the oldest um craft brewing clubs in the country called the uh they're foam to foam rangers. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, they're out there here in Houston. Scott Birdwell, he owns a place called DeFalco's. And mm-hmm. I remember taking his class, oh, goodness, uh, probably close to, well, yeah, I guess a little over 10 years ago. And he was kind of my introduction into it. And um, we hold the the longest-running single-batch brewing competition. So it's called the Big Batch Brew Bash. Very familiar okay. so with that. I think, it's, I, think I, it's, came, yeah, it's a, I came in second in that one year. Oh, really? And when it was, Janice, Janice, when it was uh, Brown Ale, American Brown Ale, I came in second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big Batch Brew. How long has that been running, you were saying? Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> well, long as <laughs> running. But, I, mean, I should probably know that. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it's held there uh, at St. Arnold's, right? Yeah, it's held at St. Arnold's yeah. every year, and um, Is it open each anywhere? winner gets to brew a 
gets to brew their winning winning beer at on the big system. So. Oh man, That's I came cool. in second. I wish that had been cool. If I had to go to... <laughs> uh, yeah, you could have came down. To Houston. We wouldn't have flown you out, but you could have been. <laughs> what about now? Though? Oh well, I guess I'd have had to like, take my bicycle out there. So. Can you fly? Can, can would you fly us out now? <laughs> hey, well, yeah. Would you fly me out there now to do? Uh, See, notice how I said us uh, and Tacy said we and Tacy said him. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you. I'll, I'd be more than happy to hang out with you and show you a good time. <laughs> hey, that's good enough, man. That's all right. That's good I'm enough. I'm gonna work on my marketing value and get some more. Like. <laughs> Is that competition open to anybody or just members of the club? Oh yeah, it's 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 open to uh, any home any home brewer. Yeah, uh, yeah, we I'm... we get home brewers all over the country for it. So I mean, yeah. like you, Tasty. Yeah, that's cool. So, okay. What's well, the, you know, I saw it was, it was the brown American brown ale. I thought, I got one of those. And I got one of those. Why <laughs> I not? I sent that shit in. It came in second in Texas, which is like the what, yeah, this, like the heartland of American brown ale. Is it really? That's oh, correct. God. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. For, I'm not entirely sure why, but yeah, there's yeah. a uh, the yeah. big big hoppy Texas American brown ale. Yeah. Because yeah. why not? The Northwest takes credit for the style a lot, but I think it really got popular out of Texas for sure. Okay. Yeah. So homebrewing's alive and kicking in Texas. It sounds like. Oh yeah, so the DeFalco's, the oldest homebrew store in Texas, has been around for over thirty years. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I went to the, um, I think it was the two thousand three, no two, oh, and NHC in 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 Dallas, Fort Dallas Worth, two thousand three, two thousand three. Okay, okay, um, yeah. and that was cool. I mean, yeah, it, it, but there was like three hundred, it, it was like three hundred <laughs> people there or something like that. Yeah, from all yeah. over the country. Yeah. You guys should bring Blue Bonnet's a big competition. Dixie Cup. And the Dixie Cup, too. Yeah. You guys need to bring yeah, the down there, dude. They get they get brewers, uh, uh, I mean, professional brewers from all over the country to do kind of the opening opening presentation to chat about techniques and things like that so it's it's a big it's a big competition for sure it's one of those weekend things right i think i think isn't the dixie cup? oh yeah yeah oh yeah so it's a big event because so that's that's the home that's the um uh, the foam ranger so the one here in houston okay. that's the one that they host and on the on the saturday they do what's called the barley wine breakfast jesus so you can only imagine <laughs> what that's like you get all these old school home brewers with their twenty year verticals of Bigfoot, and uh, you can it's it's quite the glorious morning. It's a it's, it's a nice way to kick off the yeah, uh, how's the afternoon the after that? Yeah, and it's, it's the Saturday afternoon vomit festival. <laughs> or like how many how many ibuprofens can you eat? <laughs> yeah. That sounds. I mean, that sounds terrible, but I bet it's an amazing time. Oh yeah, it's 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 great. Cause plus, it's I mean, it's all these old school cats that have been brewing beer for so long that it's 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 not a dull moment for sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like those guys. I mean, I've I've been brewing since '98, so I haven't been you know I'm not super old at it, but I've been at it for a while. But uh, it was kind of on like the uptick of like the technological you know yeah. advancements in brewing. But I, I bet those guys are like talking to like the 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 first Apple. Computer guys, and then now they have <laughs> smartphones, right? There's like such a, a leap in technology. <laughs> Home brewing, it must be a trip just to hang out. I remember when, not that they're that, not that they're 80 years old or anything, but I bet they feel like that. Oh, it's it's a good time. And so you got started homebrewing, just just serving beers to people, huh? You got into it that way. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was the college experience. Uh, went yeah. to school in New Jersey, and there was. I mean, a relative uh, 
I mean, it was a decent brew pub. It was called, it's still there. It's uh, called the Harvest Moon mm-hmm. in New Brunswick. Okay. Um, small little, I think it's like a small little seven barrel brew system, but only serves that community. So it's kind of where I found that to me, what beer just support the local community. And that was kind of my, my education and what beer could and should be. And, and, um, took that experience. And so I have a music background. I have a degree in music theory. So I, I wow. kind of took the creative side to brewing. And I think brewing is this perfect marriage of, of science and art. So I, I kind of delve into the art side first. And as I grew in as a home brewer, I found to, to get better, it's with science and technology and kind of took that along with it. And then long story short is became a brewer at the professional brewery through volunteering and, and whatnot. And, and there it is. <laughs> Do you find that the, that the art side of music kind of uh, is parallel to the art side of brewing? If that makes any sense? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 so, I think music so, is very comparable to the uh, technical side of brewing. People that can learn yeah. music theory, especially yeah. music theory, that, that's the science a great part of sense it. of pattern and, and, and memorization and, and, and rules. And that's what like technical brewing is about. Right, right Aaron? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Absolutely. So it's it's been a nice marriage, too, because working in recording studios before I worked at a, bre- at a brewery was... I was dealing with all these artists, but also dealing with the technical side of ensuring that their vision became came to fruition. Mm -hmm. And I see that as as a brewer now is not only am I the artist, but I'm also the engineer behind it to, you know, create this product. Hmm. Well, that's cool. So you're still using your degree in a way, (laughs) not like Mm -hmm. other people are like, I have a degree in cultural anthropology. Now I manage a Starbucks. (laughs) It's interesting. It's not like developing, writing music for each beer. Well, maybe. Are you doing any? Are you doing any music on the side too, man, or what? Oh, I still play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have kids now, so it's nice to actually play piano or play guitar for them. And see, they'll sometimes. They sometimes say, like, yeah, keep playing that, Daddy, or say, they say, don't oh. play that. So it's, oh. I think. Oh, man. <laughs> See, that's, some of both. that's cool, man. I think more people should grow up in a house with music. Even if you're, oh. ter- like, I'm terrible. The I, best I, gift you can give your child is yeah. the, the, the gift of music. music. I'm trying to play bass yeah. still, sort of, maybe, much like Doc <laughs> is trying to play the banjo still, I'm sure. And we're both probably <laughs> equally terrible at it, but it's fun, hey, hey, hey. It's fun to do. Once in a while, you feel good about yourself. Like, oh, I think I sounded pretty good there. Yeah, know? and, and, and you know, something. so I'm excited to, like, do that for my kid, right? If I ever have a kid, like, yeah. I think that's, I think you're, you, you, you give your kid such a leg up by playing. No, I send both my kids to music know. classes. They're both pretty good, pretty good guitarists, right? Now. That's fun, yeah, man. That's cool. What do you play? Just everything? I guess if you have a degree in music theory, you kind of play everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I've dabbled in, well, I can, trained in piano and violin and, and guitar, and then, a little bit of all the other stringed instruments come along with that, nice. uh, but uh, I'd say if there is one instrument that one instrument that I could go back and learn is, or professionally get trained at was would probably be percussion or drums. Oh wow! Just imagine using all your appendages and different <laughs> polyrhythms. It's, it's pretty cool to me. <laughs> I can I can barely pat my head and rub my belly, dude. Exactly. I can walk <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Trying to walk down the street. 
Press that shit quick as much before I do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, bass has always appealed to me in music, but but the thing that kind of ties it together and the thing I, I find most interested in watching when I'm not watching the bass player is the drummer. Yeah. Those they're, dudes they're are fun to fucking watch. crazy, man. Especially those that don't make any oh, sort of, like, weird faces when they do it. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's like stone face, like man. octopuses or something. Yeah. Like, it's all, like, all whatever, connected, you know? <laughs> they're crazy, man. Uh, okay, so you got trained in music. You start, started slinging beers. You're homebrewing. You're doing all that kind of stuff. How did you get hooked up with St. Arnold? Well, uh, moved to Houston about 13 years ago, and was that was after my experience at the brew pub, slinging beers and whatnot, and still working in the music industry, and I wanted to, just for fun, volunteer at breweries, so St. Arnold has, yeah. so they, we've been around for 23 years, and part of part of that culture is, is having a community of volunteers that spread the gospel of St. Arnold, per se. Okay. It's just it's this spread the gospel of the brewery spread spread the what's good about craft beer as a community and we had volunteers and so that's how I got in and volunteered there and volunteered at a couple of other breweries in town and after I got tired of the music industry I was like what else should I do I was like I loved beer and yeah. I kind of saw the parallels of beer and music and I decided to go ahead and apply and. St. Arnold said, yeah, we'll take you as a brewer. You've been here for a couple of years as a volunteer, and you showed your passion for beer as well as the as the company, and they took me on. And uh, wow. six years later, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still here and really loving the job, and it's great. And did, now, did they train you up uh, from a volunteer to, to be working in the brew house? Like, did they send you to school, or was it all internal uh, education? Uh, it's, it's all internal education, and it's um, – I mean, I think as a brewer, especially within the American beer industry, is a lot of it is it can be expressed through passion. Like a lot of the times when I interview a brewer to to work at St. Arnold, it's I always tell them like I can train you to be a brewer. I can train. I feel like I can train <laughs> anybody to be a brewer. Right. But the one thing I can't train you to do is to have passion for it. Hmm. And. And I, even when it comes to the homebrewing side, it's like I've always seen that there's two types of homebrewers. There's the homebrewers that believe that everything they make is great, <laughs> and then there's the other one that believes everything that they make can be better. And okay. that's and on the latter side is where I see the passion of of making beer, and and that's I guess my perspective on it. But <laughs> that's a, just an observation. That the, you know that, that same passion applies to every job in beer, whether you're serving it. Uh, Selling it or uh, or whatever, packaging it, drinking, even drinking it. It's you're if you have you have to have a passion for it to really to do a good job at it. I I completely agree. Yeah, and I think maybe that's why you know I'm not trying to say I have a passion for it, but but I'm never happy with a recipe. Uh, do, do you find do you find that you do that also where you're always like God, it could be better in some way and let me make these micro changes or <clears throat> or because you have oh, to yeah, large scale you can't do that maybe I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, we've been making St. Elmo's been making beer for 23 years, and we we still test every single beer, not only for, for microbial uh, potential microbial infections, but I mean, how can we make this beer better? Not mm-hmm. only in a flavor standpoint, but you can look at it as an efficiency standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. And as I've been in a professional brewer, you start to pr- appreciate these these very minute changes that can potentially not only make the flavor of the beer better, but also potentially saves the company 
more to give you the ability to try new new things as well. So I can see those um, abilities as a professional brewer to expand and learn and, mm-hmm. and learn as an individual, which is exciting. How, how do you know when a beer is doesn't need any more changes? Like, and I'm talking just recipe recipe wise, right? Like, I, I, uh, when is it I dialed did, in? I don't. I, in, in my opinion, that that doesn't exist. There's really? there's a poster in in our lab that says it's one of those inspirational posters. It says quality. It's a death march. There is no finish line. Wow. And Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's not inspirational. Yeah, That's get, threatening. Yeah, but if you get to like 97 Above it says comrade. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're 97% there, I mean, you know, let's just give it up. Let's just go on to the next project. Yeah. I, I mean, have you ever have you ever dropped a beer, uh, you know, on, on someone and be like, this is... This is this is everything this beer should be, or, or I guess a better question is: wh- take the, the your favorite beer that you guys make, and how can you increasingly make it better? And I'm not talking like a microbial standpoint from packaging or making you know a little less oxygen. I'm just straight up recipe, um, you know, formulation. How, how do you how how are you how when are you satisfied? I, I mean, I guess you said never, but I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, granted. If, if we had that perspective all the time, then we would never release anything. That's true. Um, but right. uh, there's a certain I level where you, you have it. to be. Say, say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I cut you off. I apologize. But, but there, the, I'm saying there's a certain level where you have to, you have to be at where it's like, okay, we do need to make money and actually sell the thing that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They'll keep everybody happy. The people that like that beer and right. they, they want consistency yeah. and they want, they, People just love that yeah, certain yeah. beer. Well, here, let's open the beer yeah. right now. Uh, uh, which we open? The Pub Crawl? I think I want... So you got three beers. The Pub Crawl, the Raspberry, and the Bishop Barrel 18. Yeah. Right? I would I would start with the... Uh, we, we call it Pub Crawl, but the brewers call it PCP. But it doesn't <laughs> yeah. have any of that in it. So. Well, you just got Doc excited, so... Yeah. <laughs> Be a fun show. Yeah, I'd start with that. Okay, so let's start with this. So, so uh, are you happy with this recipe, or, or you know, how yes. how would you? Okay, you, so you are ha- so you do get happy, Aaron. You you aren't <laughs> you aren't like flailing yourself <laughs> in the back in, the, in, in, in like the malt room when everyone leaves, right? You're like, ah, it's too much biscuit malt. <laughs> no, I I'm pretty stoked about this. Beer okay, for good. Sure. Okay, tell us a little bit about this about PCP. Uh, Teach us about it. So. Uh, the uh, the idea behind this uh, came up a little over a year ago, where you know we kind of changed. We had a, a a market or a brand change changed over our labels to kind of revamp them, and we also wanted to bring out a couple new beers with that. So the first idea was like, let's make a like, what do the brewers like to drink? So <laughs> we most brewers like to drink anything that's lower than five percent alcohol. Yes, um, thank you. And. And we didn't have we didn't have a pale ale, and and so we thought, well, let's let's take uh, let's take a pale ale and make it. Our first thought was, let's make it aromatic like an IPA. And the big thing we wanted to focus on was not make it a session IPA. We wanted to make a pale ale. Thank you again. That was just very aromatic, and so we we, we went pretty simple with the grain bill. Um, and the way we kind of did it at St. Arnold is like we did this competition amongst all the brewers. So there's uh, there's eight of us, or there, at the time there was eight of us, and everybody came out. We, we all test brewed a pale ale. 
Okay. And then we weaned it down. We weaned it down to four brewers. Uh, I'm sorry. And on, then we on, weaned on it. a homebrew batch. Like you guys all homebrewed and well, came in. Well, it was. It, we have a. We have a. Uh, a brew magic uh, Sabco system. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and we kind of all did it on that, and then we scaled it up from there. Okay, sorry, um, that's just that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's that's how a lot of beers are born is through this. Like, here's an idea, and let's let's take all the the brewers' ideas and see see what comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was it came down to two brewers, and we really loved the malt bill of one, and we really loved the hop bill of the other. And so we merged them, and uh, out came uh, Pub Crawl Pale Ale. Um, it's a pretty simple malt bill. It's Maris, uh, Maris Otter, uh, a little pinch of, uh, of naked oats, cold naked oats, and uh, a shit ton of Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the miracle hop. I mean, you put that in any beer, it's going to taste wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get that, and can I get some of it? <laughs> well, for... Fortunate for being our size, we do have several hop contracts, and we said, we told our hop suppliers, like, well, if we make this enough of it, can you make sure that we can get enough Galaxy? <laughs> and this is a good so, beer. Man. And, so, so wh- why did you? Why are you not calling it a session IPA? Because that seems to be like the marketing buzzword. Is is you know th- those uh, three letters sell beer no matter what? I imagine the sales would go up twenty percent if yeah. we called it a session session IPA. But uh, I think uh, I think to make it's a it's a pale ale, so I kind of feel let's call it what it is, and okay. there it is. <laughs> so I mean, you probably already said it. <laughs> what is the ABV of this beer? I mean, that's I, I, four point seven. I mean, you already said that. What about the IBUs? I was wondering how hoppy is it. How does it come into the uh, session IPA? It comes in at. 47 IBUs. All right, so it's not probably not hoppy enough to be considered a session IPA. It's more of a it strong tastes, pale ale. But there's a lot of pale. bitterness. I mean, it's yeah, a lot of bitterness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's light body. It's yes, it's very bitter forward. Yeah. yeah, I would. I mean, arguably, it's probably it's it's a little bit more bitter on the pale ale scale. But uh, I would not, in terms of other session IPAs on the market, I think it's more balanced than others. Yeah, I like it. Um, no, it's definitely very balanced, and it's got enough body in that it doesn't taste like hop tea. Yeah, it's, the, not, it's not hop so high that it tastes like hop. Right, tea. and it, there's it, that it, malt for it, too. And 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 sorry, but it, it's it's. I was bitching about it a couple a couple shows ago. I've been bitching about it for a while, but never bitch. <laughs> yeah, all I no do. No reason to. Um, it's it, session IPAs are. It's, just, it's the same. It's the same five you know colors, right? If you want to talk like art, it's just just the, everything's the same. They all taste the same, just varying degrees of of one thing or another. And this doesn't have that. It has that that malt. Yeah, there is there is a sense of of, of actually structure in, in this beer. It it finishes at three Play-Doh, so it's not necessarily dried at mm-hmm. all. So and we wanted it to have some of that body to it and uh i like it i think we got it well I, there, uh, like we were saying earlier like i think it can still be improved upon and it's stuff that we dabble in <laughs> like what? on like a five to ten gallon scale to see what we would tweak if we were to tweak it so what, what what would you do like what are you thinking right now like what's the what's the what's the the hullabaloo in the brewery about this beer right now i think well i wouldn't call it a hullabaloo but uh i would probably add maybe I would vary the dry hop, maybe introduce hmm. a small amount of something just to give it more of a depth. Rather, I think it has plenty of depth, but I think we can increase that, create more of a three-dimensional 
uh, beer out of it in, rather than just having this singular hop focus. In the hop flavor. Yeah, okay. All right. I see that. What do you think, Doc? That's you, one thing. Yeah, it's it's it has a pretty bitter finish on it, but it's um, it's got the the malt behind it. It's like hop, uh, tasty to say. It's not a hop tea. <laughs> like hoppy with yeah, it. You've um, either yeah. mashed for body or something. You've made, made sure there's enough body there. Yeah, for sure. I think Aaron uh, finds it crushable. So, what, what is the brewing process here? Do you, uh, you mentioned the malts. What, what sort of what sort of uh, sacrifice, What temperature do you mash it? Uh, it's uh, 154, yeah, 154 so, degrees. So that's what you're and, uh, trying to get body in the beer. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, we've contemplated even bumping it up further. Well, yeah, you just, you just uh, taste, the, well, that's, that's what you do. You taste the beer. It, could you use more body? You bump it up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, like I said, it's, I think any beer can be better. So Yeah. No, that's what you're, that's, I agree. Most beers can be better. You make the same beer over and over it. again, and you must because you have a in a can, you got to buy a ton of cans. <laughs> yeah, it gives right. you the opportunity to. Uh, like, <laughs> you got to fill the cans. Make it right. better every time. You know, mm-hmm. you know I was I was uh, doing some research uh, on St. Arnold before the show, and I was checking out. You guys have some pretty cool marketing. It's very you know you guys call it grassroots, um, but you do you know fun stuff like auction off you know fermenter names on eBay mm-hmm. to raise funds and yep. stuff like that. And uh, but I was really interested in your recycling program for your. Your six-pack carriers, do you guys still do that? Uh, yeah, we do. And so, if you yeah. wouldn't mind, tell me the grand prize for anybody who's, who's you know, <laughs> compiling things, please. Uh, last I checked, if you brought in, uh, what is it, 500,000 or a million six-packs. I read 200,000, which seems much oh, more achievable. That? Yeah, but you might. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you might have read it... Uh, more recently than I have, but um, there's if you bring in uh, what a two or two hundred or five hundred thousand, <laughs> you'll get our late fifties tie dyed Bentley. <laughs> tie dyed, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I read it's a, a nineteen fifty seven Bentley, but nowhere did I mention it was tie dyed. So that's uh, that's crazy. I'm in. <laughs> I bet if you do a Google, I bet if you do a Google image search on right tie dyed Bentley. Oh, it would come up with St. Arnold's. <laughs> I just I just Google search tie dyed, and that's not a Google image search. Yeah, there it is, right there, dude. Look at this. <laughs> look at this. Look at this thing, man. Doc, you would you would rock <laughs> that in style. You would need a driver for that because you'd just be busy waving at everybody. Oh yeah, did the Bogwan used to own that? <laughs> that is, and so you just you, you and it's not like given for a day. Like you, they just give it to you. You guys just give it away. So what's a six oh, pack? Sorry, we, so, so when no one's brought in a six, 200,000 six pack. No. So well, there it is. What's a six pack cost? <laughs> I mean, if it's eight bucks, oh, well, 10 bucks. You know, yeah. Ten, like, uh, what is it? Seven ninety nine. Yeah. About so that, that, I think. That's a million six. <laughs> a lot of air yeah but uh you know what when, when, but but you're 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 getting enjoyment it's like it's like the the cast off of your enjoyment is the but they need to be like reusable six-pack holders i think i just talked to not the only printer. did you and not only did you enjoy all those beers but now you get to enjoy this vehicle so it yeah, had a greater and a liver transplant yeah i think that i think it's totally doable doc i think it's totally doable yeah i think we should work on that 
don't know. I like that idea, man. I think it's I think it's pretty cool, and it's uh, you know it's 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 definitely unique, and it kind of makes me wonder why more breweries don't do any sort of recycling program. Like, bring us your stuff. Yeah, those things are really really recyclable. They're not. I mean, they're reusable. They're who's dri- who's driving the Bentley now? Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that's that's Brock, our owner, Brock Wagner. That's in his garage. Well, maybe I'll do some sort of Kickstarter where people send me all their. Uh, yeah, things, and I get the Bentley. And we go for a, I go. I drive around the country, take everybody for a ride. Yes, Tasty rides. To, you, yes, you would have think, to right? do that. You would have to like you trailer it. Yeah, yeah, tow it yeah. behind your Winnebago up. or whatever. You know, to, like, each club would send me like a bunch of them. Yeah, I'd pull up in the club. You know, we'd go go for a ride. Everybody get a ride in the car. Yeah, you know, we'd have a good time. Doesn't look like it'll and get we'll a get, ticket and we'll either. Get some uh, St. Arnold beer in the in the, in the, in the back. Oh, the you night. have to. Are you yeah, kidding exactly. me? Yeah, like a, just a little five-gallon keg on a jockey yeah, box. Yeah, we'll have them sponsor the whole trip. <laughs> yeah, them sponsor the whole thing. That sounds great. That sounds great, man. That, that sounds yeah, just like something tour. he would want to do, is sponsor his own Bentley running, <laughs> racking up miles on it. Just in your territory. Just in your <laughs> By the way, when are you? how far are you distributed? Where, 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 uh, how far, uh, we're how far in, are you uh, getting to get that beer? Uh, Texas and Louisiana. You, you stop talking. Just those two, uh, hello? Just those two states? That's it. That's it. <laughs> really? Because that's all we're in. Well, Texas, Texas is pretty Louisiana. big. I get that. How much of Texas are you in? Most of it? Half of it? Well, so we we were just shy of 60,000 barrels in 2016, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and 75% of that was consumed in Houston. Whoa. So, whoa. A lot of thirsty so, people in Houston. They like your beer. Good yeah. for you. Awesome. Yeah, so the kind of the perspective is sure it's, it's it's nice to grow our reach, but if if our local consumers want more of us, then I then we kind of share this perspective of grow the community and and if they want more of it, then we yeah. should give it more to them because they're they're the ones that have been supporting us for a majority of the time. Yeah, you know, forget about the fact I can't get it. I'm no big deal. <laughs> You know, and and I like this idea, Aaron, because because I think that's what a lot of breweries miss the mark on, is that especially in in today's you know climate of uh, five thousand breweries or whatever, there's a lot of neighborhood breweries, and I think you know you guys being aren't you the oldest, or if not one of the oldest craft breweries in Texas, right? We, yeah, we're. We're not the first, but we are the oldest. We're the we're the longest lasting, I guess. The long, so. <laughs> yeah, you guys have stuck it out. But I, th- I think it's yeah. that's super important for you guys to just to, to maintain that foothold in, in Texas and, and serve your your beer community. After all, they got you where you are. I think that's I think yeah, that's I, rad. I I think the way the industry well, like you mentioned, over five thousand breweries is. I think the age of the regional craft brewer those those breweries that are. 20,000 barrels and plus. Uh, it's the likelihood of new breweries opening now, reaching that point, doesn't seem. Hmm. The percentages are pretty low. Really. So I think the future of of the industry is those small local pubs that support these small towns and kind of like what you know England or, or Germany is like. All these small little towns have one or two breweries that support support that entire town and i think yeah the age of these larger breweries is i don't i, I just don't not sure how how feasible it is to people starting a business plan of oh we're gonna have twenty thousand barrels in six or seven years i think right the likelihood of that just doesn't seem feasible especially with five thousand plus breweries it, it uh 
Well, right. Or focusing on. Yeah, or, or the guy who's in like who's in like Massachusetts, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm distributed in eight states, and I brew, you know, five thousand barrels. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I, I guess I get it from the standpoint of you're excited to get your beer out there, right? But you know, the the kind of like slow burn growth is, you know, sounds like. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, look at Sierra Nevada. Like they they've done that forever, right? And and a lot of big breweries oh, yeah. have, have done that too. You kind of keep it local and then just. You know, make sure everybody in your like, like, yeah, like in your state or in your like five hundred mile radius is is saturated with your beer, and they have your beer, and they know about it. Yeah, and then push I mean, what's out. the rush? <laughs> right, like, seriously, take it easy. It's a very southern thing to say, I think, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just relax. Yeah. Let's just and chill out. So you you mentioned Sierra. It was in twenty three years we've never done a collaboration, and the first time we ever did a collaboration. Uh, Ken Grossman reached out to Brock and was like, you want to do this beer camp? And he asked, and he was like, well, yes. Like, how do you not say <laughs> Did yes he say to that? fuck yes? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, it's on tap right here at this pub. Yeah, we're going to have that uh, at the next break. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, we, man, that was freaking awesome to be a part of. <laughs> now, did you, did you come was, out to the Chico one, or did you go to the North Carolina one? Uh, we or we went out to uh, Chico, and okay. then the whole marketing kind of planning of the entire process was held in Asheville, okay. uh, Mills River. Two okay, that's awesome, dude. Were you part of that too? Uh, I didn't personally go out, but okay. uh, the, the the planning process on on the, what beers to make was a uh, was a collaborative effort in house and. It was, holy crap, it was cool to see it come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, man, I bet. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that at the second one, but, or the second break, but we I just opened the Raspberry uh, AF, and I can only assume what AF stands for, but I will let you talk about this beer, Aaron. So, uh, we, a couple of years ago, we, we had a beer called Boiler Room, uh, Berliner Weiss, and uh, we, we had an incident with our mill, our mill didn't properly grind. Uh, we had a, just kind of a failure with a mechanical issue, and we didn't notice until we were mashing in a batch. So we had we had essentially half the grain bill for a beer we just mashed in, and it was kind of one of those things oh, where, geez. okay, this beer is going to be dumped anyway, so what, do, what can we do to just kind of um, – that's kind of – we decided, like, well, we have – some leftover we, we kind of save dregs of lambic or anything like that just to kind of play around with um, test brews or just to kind of putz around because we're all home brewers so we kind of want to play around Yeah. and so we took the runnings of this kind of this low low malt bill and pitched dregs of several different lambics to kind of play around with it and, holy cr- and we threw it in the boiler room to sour and hence the name Boiler Room. Okay. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. We, yeah, and we, it was a really great beer, and so we decided to kind of change the recipe a little bit to be more more like a Berliner Weiss, a classical Berliner Weiss, and then we, then Boiler Room became a year-round beer. Sales, sales didn't really do too good, and it came out in a, a 22-ounce bomber format, so that potentially could have hurt it. I'm not entirely sure, but at our pub, we we did several barrel age variants with different fruits, and the raspberry one was the clear 
the clear favorite. Okay. So we decided to, instead of killing off Boiler Room, we decided to release Wrath. Well, it was in-house. We called it Wrath. Okay. And, um, and when it came time to naming the name, our, uh, our owner go, goes on social media and says, like, should we call this Raspberry Boiler Room or Raspberry AF? And clearly when you go into social media, <laughs> the, the, uh, your listeners or your followers will say AF rather than <laughs> Boiler Room. Oh, raspberry. yeah. They, they, want, they want the, you know, for those of you who don't know, the AF is just a short for ass fuck. So we'll just get Well, actually, this stands for raspberries or fruit. That's what it stands for. Of course it is. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You can tell yourself. And we use, uh, yeah, we, we use 100% uh, real raspberry. We use, actually, it's a big, uh, um, it's Oregon fruit. I know mm-hmm. uh, Jay Goodwin talks about them a lot on his on his uh, podcast, and we're, we're a big supporter of it as well. Um, so we, about 3,600 pounds of raspberries go into wow. each batch. Well, and uh, batch is it? uh, it's... I'm sorry. What's what's your batch size? Uh, 120 barrels. Oh, it's a big brew house. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's, you mean uh, that's your brew house size, or that's your? You, are you double batch into 120 barrels? Or what? No, that's ke- that's kettle full. Wow. Kettle full is uh is over. It's close to 136 barrels, but total net after loss of troop sure. or et cetera, it's uh. Roughly between 120, 130 well, barrels. Yeah, you're beer. making sixty thousand barrels a year. Of course, yeah, it's got to get there somehow. Right, right. Sure, it makes sense. This is a this is a great beer, man. Is it is it a kettle sour? Or? It is. It is a kettle sour. Right. Um, we we uh, drop our own bacteria in house. <laughs> yeah, um, and it takes anywhere between sixteen to thirty six hours and. Uh, after sour, we do the uh, we boil it for about fifteen minutes, and okay. then goes goes into the goes into the cellar. Uh, we ferment with cold yeast, and uh, around two degrees Plato from terminal, we'll we'll add raspberry, and that'll finish out fermentation and uh, finishes around two Plato, and and then it's packaged, and then uh, yeah, it tastes great, man. It, ta- it it's not it's not. I don't know. It's not overly lactic. Lactic? Yeah. Oh yeah, there's that. No, it is, but it's not overly done. Right. Like that. It's not a pucker. No, it's not a pucker, and it's not overly fruity as well. It still tastes like a Berliner Weiss. Oh, there's still nice. some wheat character nice. coming through. When a lot of Berliner Weisses, fruited ones at that, are are just straight fruit, and it's like watered down fruit juice yeah. with maybe some hops if you can taste them. But uh, this, there's actually, it's actually, it's a beer with fruit in it. It's a great kettle. I, I like kettle sours with fruit. Yeah. By the way, this is in a can, I, uh, in a nice little red can. It's really pretty. Yeah, with well, the marketing or the packaging, I think it's pretty badass. It has that cool little checkered picnic table. Yeah, yeah more like a uh, picnic. Yeah, it'll be good for a summer event. Like, if I see things up, and it'll be great. Yeah, Houston gets freaking hot too, man. Oh, yeah. so it's very refreshing. <laughs> and the bugs are big too. Yeah, the, yeah the, it's it's like the the checker, like a like a picnic, you know, yeah, tablecloth cloth or whatever. Yeah, but it also reminds me of like yeah. the top of like a Smucker's jam jar. No, it's very. Oh yeah, like you know what I mean? Because I think it, they do have like a like a checkered, like a red and white checkered, like kind of deal going on. 
But uh, no, this, this beer is very good. Uh, it's very drinkable. It might be too drinkable. Um, but you know what I mean? It's not, it's, not, it's not like you're eating fruit because at some point I, I want to know that I'm drinking a beer. It is a beer oh, after I, all. I think that's important, too. We didn't want to make a, a fruit juice like you guys mentioned. We wanted to make a, a fruit beer. And, it, uh, and I, I'm pretty, pretty excited about this recipe, and it's, it's crushable, man. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. not sweet. No, it, it's, no it's, yeah. it's it's got a raspberry flavor, but it's not sweet at all. No, it's great, man. It's great. Great interpretation. It's great. All right, hang on just a second, man. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to try your other uh, the Berliner Weiss that you did, uh, collab that you did with Sierra Nevada, and we're going to drink more cool. beer. All right, hang on a second. It's the uh, session, everyone. I'll Stay be here. tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all green brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack. 
stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? That's right. That's what's good about us, is that we suck. We suck in a good way. We suck the best. That's true. We make the best sucking. Sucky, sucky. You know who doesn't suck, though? It's great fermentations. Uh, mainly because they've been a sponsor for a long time. Mainly because they're really cool people and very good looking. Uh, but mainly, most of all, they're giving away free home brewing ingredients for 15 years. For the next 15 years, people, and a Blickman Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. Just go to greatfermentations.com slash giveaway and enter for your chance to win. It's a huge prize. Huge. $10,000 retail value. Compliments of Great Fermentations. The grand prize announcement will be on Saturday, June June 17th, which I believe is the uh, awards, uh, not banquet, but what presentation, I guess. Uh, also, they're doing random giveaways every two weeks leading up to the close of the comp, which is very soon, uh, including conical fermenters, temperature controllers, the new Blickman Riptide brew pump, and more. Uh, so go to greatfermentations.com. As always, you'll get top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Uh, be sure to like them on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at gr8fermentation. That's greatfermentations.com uh, slash giveaway for more info on that. Um, good luck to the person who $10,000 worth of brewing equipment or brewing supplies uh, for 15 years, dude. Now, like what you think about it, who's... Like who's actually at that mode right now where that's going to be like, oh, take some blood off my back. I'm spending you know, $8,000 a year. Like, 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 You'd have to love your game. You'd have to like really get into brewing. Yeah, you're that dude like on the uptick. I think like if you're like in your first or second, maybe second year of yeah, brewing, yeah, yeah. you're starting you to go the there. Bug. You, you feel like you could be that guy. That's you could be that guy, up. yeah. I like Absolutely. That's a great competition, a great contest. I yeah. Like, yeah, that's I cool. I admire man. that. By the second year, you're ready to retire your first system or your, whatever you're doing at Absolutely. that time. And, and yeah, move up. Absolutely. All right, we're going to get back to Aaron here from St. Arnold Brewing. Aaron, you're still with us, bud. 
I am here. All right, perfect. We uh, we have a little bit of the, the collab in our glass here, the Sierra Nevada-St. Arnold Brewing collaboration, which uh, I believe is... Well, here, why don't you go ahead and tell us about this beer, man? Uh, so it's a, again, uh, we talked about the Raspberry AF before the break, and it's a Berliner Weiss base. And we knew when we were getting involved with them, we wanted to kind of bring a little bit of both breweries together and expand on both techniques and... I'm a big fan of their Keller Weiss, their their Hefeweizen that's fermented in their open fermenters. Okay, right. and we we wanted to kind of see what our our Berliner Weiss malt bill and ferment it with that beautiful Hefe yeast, and and then uh, also take advantage of those torpedoes, and so we dry hopped <laughs> it, and right. and uh, you now have a dry hopped. Berliner Weiss. So there it is. What did you? Uh, what's the dry hop in there? Uh, Amarillo. Okay, Amarillo. And that's a whole hops, I imagine, because it's here in Nevada. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. So I've had dry hop yeah, sour uh, beers with Amarillo before from the Rare Barrel, uh, and I love that. I mean, I love everything about them. Uh, and and this for with the uh, but they use pellets. Um, with this, the whole hop is very. Interesting. It's a it's a whole new dynam, uh, dimension, I guess, or dynamic of that hop that I've never really tasted before. That kind of grassy, yeah. um, you know, classic dry hop. It almost tastes very much like a Cascade to me. Yeah. It. It. I. When when we got the uh, test batches, I was like, man, it doesn't. It was it was it was cool because it had this really great herbal spice. Yeah. And not that classic, like citrus kind of focus on it which we were kind of originally when we were thinking about it but then we got these test batches back and had this really kind of something that we weren't expecting which was exciting and yeah. uh well, let's, we be kinda, real. let's be real every every flavor has it it comes across different at a low at a different ph right if you were to, this yeah probably yeah beer at 3.4 ph if you round it up to seven yeah. it tastes completely different as well so as you it's, it's, Abs- it's like absolutely it's accentuating certain things certain things and dulling others so it brings out different characters yeah. in the hops, which is, to me, a lot of the herbal fruity character in, the, in this particular hop. Yeah, it was again. It was exciting to collaborate with them and kind of, and we learned a lot from it. It was this is what happens when you dry hop with Amarillo at a three point two, three point three pH, and yeah. Uh, yeah. and and it, it's it's to me, it's like a red herring. Um, you smell this beautiful banana clove with this herbal and then when you drink it it has this <laughs> kind of tart it's it's misleading and which is exciting as a drinker it and, really is man and you know and, and so I, I had a glass of this before the show and i'm drinking it now and and i remember you know a lot, many hours ago before the show of course um it, th- there's there's a there is an herbal quality to it that I didn't get, and I think drinking it now, it's almost like when you open a new box of black tea. Are you weird tea, I, drink, tea, um, tea drinkers? I do enjoy it? tea, so yeah, yeah. And you should I open it up. the caffeine tea. And it's like maybe like Earl, like an Earl Grey, some of that bergamot or whatever, that citrus yeah. kind of thing, but just very briefly, but it's like it's like uh, black tea leaves, but like the powder that, they, that they, the, they leave behind in the box or whatever. It, it's very specific and, and very strange. I would not have expected this to be Amarillo hops. It's very pleasing, of course. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's, it is very... Um, uh, yeah, maybe it is like a like a like a super pungent Earl Grey because of there's there is a citrus quality to them as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it, it, pretty exciting. Again, it has this, it, the aroma gives you one thing, and then the flavor just takes you on a different journey, which is, it, it, it's exciting. Yeah. That it doesn't cool. come across as, like, bitter. In fact, it has. It seems to have more mm. like malt character in a way, kind of like a more of a yes. sweetness kind of accentuated. Did, did you have to sodium yeah, or something a, to make it taste sweeter, even though it may not actually be? So, did did you say salt? Sodium. Or? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Salt. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Um, so we, it's um, about eighty percent of uh, seventy, eighty percent of its wheat, and then it's mm-hmm. got Vienna for body, mm-hmm. and then and then after that, it's. Uh, I don't. I'm, I, I actually don't know what Sierra decided to do on the on the salt profile, um, but uh, pretty pretty very. I mean, like the malt malt profile in itself is pretty high in protein. It has a big body with those grains that you're kind of well, that we're going for on the mm-hmm. on the design of the recipe. But uh, it had finished with a great body, I think. So. so what would you? So I, I know because I know you're thinking about it. What would you change about this beer? <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you do differently? I guess well, change I, implies I, that there's I, something I, wrong, right? But you want to do something differently, I, I'm sure. So, so I, I think it's like with the next beer that we're going to get into our our barrel aged stuff is it's like each batch is different, and mm-hmm. you kind of learn from each of those experiences to to build off of them, and whether it's the same beer that you're improving or it's a completely new beer that you're doing to improve off of what you've learned from the previous ones. The fact is, is the likelihood of this beer ever being made again is I would assume pretty slim. Yeah. So it's, it's not necessarily trying to improve on this. It's just trying to improve on each new beer that we make. Okay. And With, we kind of take what, uh, is that, is, if that's a cop out. That's no, cop that, no, out. not that's at all. <laughs> no, I totally get it. I totally get it because you, you want to be growing. Uh, but I think if you're, if you're always stuck improving the same 10 beers or whatever, you're never going to grow because you're just releasing iterations of those beers and you're not going to try anything new. You're not going to push the boundaries. You're not going to get yeah. creative, which is what craft beer drinkers want. That's why we make mm-hmm. craft beer. That's why we're in this thing, right? So, no, I totally get I it. Say, so, I, I guess to answer your question, though, is like our idea was how can we get this citrus aromatic out of a dry hop Berliner Weisses? What hop can provide that? Because clearly the Amarillo at that low pH didn't in this experience. Mm-hmm. So, maybe if we were to do it again, we'd approach it in a similar fashion from you know, from kettle sour to fermentation, but what dry hop would we do to, yeah. what is it, the dry hop? So it's... I'd be interested in, in do. I mean, because the only experience I have is, is drinking other people's Berliner Weisses and sour beers dry hopped and stuff, because I, mm-hmm. I don't fuck around with that. But um, <laughs> the the Amarillo is, 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 is my favorite. So the Rare Barrel does a lot of uh, collabs with uh, Cellar Maker out here. They're cloudy beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and they do uh, they do some dry hop golden sours. Uh, but the hops that they use are like Citra, and I just I never feel it as much as I do with Amarillo. But uh, I think the the dry hop is very interesting, and I wonder if that weird yeah. pH is leaching out more of the of the green grassiness. You, know, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I, personally, I would do it, it again, it but even... just do pellets, Amarillo pellets, and you'll get a t- it'll be t- totally different. Yeah, I yeah I'm, no I'm telling idea, you this, right? Like, you, like you don't know. Well, if you think about it, if you put well, like a hop in, in a in a solution, it's going to get different things out of it, whether it's an acid or whether it's just plain water, right? Yeah, it's gonna, the pH is going to make a difference. Yeah. 
And La Toire from New Belgium, one of the original dry hop sours, that's a beautiful beer in its own right. So, And I believe the original batch of that was Amarillo dry hop, I believe. Oh, really? I could be wrong. But, huh. um, I, but I remember know. when uh, Lauren was talking about wanting to do a new, new kind of sour beer, she reached out to Brendelson from Firestone and it's like, I don't... I think it's okay to dry up a sour, and so they did it, and <laughs> there it is. And you, got, you have a beautiful beer, award-winning beer from that. So it's, that's what the beauty of, as you guys mentioned, of American brewing is experimenting. Yeah, and, and collaboration, for God's sakes. I mean, geez. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, doing, uh, uh, like I said, you know, reading a little bit about St. Arnold and whatever, we're talking about uh, about the, the owner, uh, Brock. And uh, mm-hmm. Brock Wagner, and uh, he was saying that he's been approached, and this was an article from like 2000, shit, either 15 or 2011, I forget now. Uh, but he's been approached to sell a few times, but he doesn't want to. Uh-huh. No. Uh, and, and it's, Thankfully. Yeah, yeah right? And, and it seems like there's, it's, it's that kind of, he, what was his line? I think his line was like, I'm having too much fun owning a brewery. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think, and I, you know, and <laughs> so to me, it's, that speaks volumes about, the culture of, of the company and it kind of mirrors your marketing, you know, uh, uh, approach and your distribution approach where you, you know, you, you guys, it does seem like you're just having a good time doing this. You're not out for anything. I mean, you know, you guys make a no. beer, you could push it out to, you know, 12, 13 states and probably have no problem, but, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't meet with your culture, right? That's kind of the way he's, he's built it. And, and I definitely have, uh, I still drink the Kool-Aid, you know, I, I believe in it too. So it's, uh, um, his, his big thing that he, he focuses on is building community through beer. And, okay. uh, I, I think we're a testament to that. And, um, I definitely believe in it too. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. Um, as, as a brewer, do you, you know, what, how 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 should I put this? We we've talked to a few brewers that like live and die by those beer rating sites. Um, and <laughs> we have brewers who have never looked at them in the day in their lives because they don't give a shit. Where do you fall on that giving a shit spectrum? So I, I I I got into this I got into this working slinging beers at a brew pub and I I was a beer trader for a long time. So I got it. I was Uh-oh. still on those still on those websites, but. My my trading game that's that's been it's been a long time since I've done that and my main focus is is more as a brewer is how can I make I enjoy making beer and the people who are participate on those sites in my opinion enjoy drinking beer uh, which are com- two completely different things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's where I fall, I guess. Okay, but okay. I do I do find myself looking at them and probably looking at them too much and then getting frustrated and, and, do and you? Then, yeah. What do, what do you but, get, what do you get frustrated about? Like uh, uh, perceived flaws or that people don't understand what's going on or maybe a mixture of both? Well, okay. So you mentioned flaws, whether they'll, some, some people might mention microbial flaws. And I know for a fact that everything that we, bottle keg can it goes through rigorous qaqc mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of wanting to take that effort to educate the consumer that no like like the 
aggressively pickled hot dog that you had while you were drinking <laughs> that beer. No, it does not have vinegar in that beer. It, it uh, it's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely have to calm myself. and like, I just need to turn this off and, I'd take Papazian's words and relax and have a beer. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like reading your own Yelp reviews. And yeah. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah, those, you know, yeah. those, those Raiders, they should provide like some benefit. They should, they should just do a singular function. Report, yeah, report, I, report I, dirty lines. I'd say that's all they did. Report dirty lines. They yeah. would improve beer hundreds of percent. Just by doing and that. Something, I've, something I've definitely learned from Brock is the best the best critique is when you actually go out to the public and actually drink a beer with somebody yeah. rather than. Mm. So there's, there's plenty that gets lost in translation online. So for sure. And so will you, excuse me, will you do that and then go out to the, to the local pub and have a pint and just talk to the people <clears throat> and see what they taste and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I'm fortunate to, to go out pretty frequently to tap takeovers or beer dinners and, I really enjoy that kind of social aspect because it's really nice to meet people that you're that's enjoying that the liquid that you make. Going back on yeah. the whole music analogies, sure, it's fun to play music by yourself, but you get a lot more enjoyment when people are enjoying the music <laughs> that you're playing. So. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely, man. You know, I don't think I've, I've been to a few at least in my younger days when I was actually going out uh, to like tap takeovers and you know, meet the brewers this and whatever, and I've never been asked. What I tasted in a beer. I think that's Were a cool. That's no. a cool approach. Maybe they're afraid. Yeah, like no one's ever, like you know. Oh, hey, do you like it? Or like you know, when you go, oh, uh, you know, uh, I love your beer, dude, or whatever. And it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but it's never been like an engaging like conversation about it. So I I, uh, I, I appreciate that, might, that from uh, a I appreciate taste you not just going ahead and telling them because that's what I usually do. Is, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, this paleo. Like, what were you thinking? You getting this? You know? Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm a jerk. You're not. Well, there no, we go. That for sure. really that. Yeah. But I like that. I, I, I like that aspect of going out and actually just conversing with people and asking them what they think. Uh, you know, I'm assuming that's what you do. But, you know, oh, your, your cons- consumers are your greatest advertisement. So. Yeah. Huh. Um, I don't want to ask people yeah. what they think about, like, as a list from a listening standpoint, because I'm sure it should be there forever. Well, this week at the uh, <laughs> we get homebrew con, you'll be able to get asked a I'm lot sure. of them. Yeah, I can't wait. Of course, the <laughs> oh yeah, you'll get plenty you of great job there. But what about yeah. the other people that aren't even talking to you? Even right. Yeah. If you hate the show that I do, yeah, or the shows on, or whatever, but yeah, tell us. Tell, tell us how we can make it better. If you love it, tell me. If you hate it, tell Tasty. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. If you just want to drink, tell Doc. Yeah. I think that'll be fine. We just opened the Bishop's Barrel. Uh, which you have built as an oat wine ale, aged in rye whiskey yeah. barrels. What, what's up with this yeah, thing, man? Tell me about this. Um, so, as not only have I been, been brewing beer for a little over, as a home brewer, including that, about 10 years, but finding inspiration to create new things can, I've found I have to venture into either cooking or to wine or cocktails. Mm-hmm. So, because, I mean, there's 5,000 breweries. Everybody's creating new things and trying to find creating the something brand new can be essentially difficult or impossible. So I've looked into just taking inspiration. I'm very passionate about cooking and wine and cocktails. So I kind of went into that realm and thought of, well, 
I really like oatmeal cookies. How can I make okay. an oatmeal cookie inspired beer? Okay. All right. The first, the first, the first thought was, well, it's got to be a barley wine, an English barley wine at that, because it has to have a malt focus. Our our proprietary yeast at St. Arnold is a is an English ale yeast, so it produces those fruity esters. So I was like, bingo, going to use that. And I was like, man, oats. Haven't had a heavily oated barley wine before. So I was like, well, let's try this out. And when we did the when I did the initial test brew, it was like, man, it's just beautiful oatmeal aroma, and wanted to bring that sweetness into balance if we were going to barrel age it, which is where the rye whiskey barrels came into play. Okay. We got so I reached out. I have a buddy that works at Whistle Pig, who's a beautiful rye whiskey out of Vermont. Yeah. And got a hold of those barrels and aged them for nine months and. Now you have the oat wine aged, aged in whistle pig barrels. Whistle pig barrel. Okay, I don't, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about whistle pig, but I have not yet had any. Doc, yeah, I've had it. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, when I was reading the uh, pre-show stuff, yeah, uh, I was reading about this beer and oh, nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward I, to it. This, it's beautiful color. Yeah, it's nice caramel color. Uh, how much of the color came from the barrel? Do you think so? It's actually a, it's a pretty simple grain bill. It's uh, it's two row with a pinch of pale chocolate and twenty uh, percent oats, and that's it. And then age age nine months. I, I mean, color from the barrel. I don't think too much, but uh, I think that pale chocolate kind of gave it that. I'm drinking it as we speak as well, and it has that kind of cool ruby ruby color to it yeah it almost looks like bourbon <laughs> <laughs> it really does man it really does that's a great aroma too yeah and we just had our so this this past weekend was our 23rd anniversary and every every anniversary these parties on the sunday of we'll do this rare cellar tasting and where we bring out all these one-off barrels so we did one with with this beer, but we got a got about ten gallons of of Texas honey. Wow! And we put that we put that honey into one of these whiskey barrels. We aged it for three months and took the honey out. Our chef at the restaurant cooked. I don't remember what he made, but it was incredible. But, wait, wait, so wait! The- Hold on a second. <laughs> so just, just the raw honey. You didn't add water to it or ferment it or anything like that. You- oh. It was raw honey, dude. You just poured honey into yeah. the barrel. Like chunks of honey, like that. Or, not, it, it was liquid honey. It was, it was liquid. Yeah. It, it was, was out of the yeah, yeah, yeah. fire. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've never heard of this. You and guys then, are yeah. crazy. Aged honey, aged honey in the barrel for three months, took the honey out, yeah. and then we put the beer on top of it. Okay, did it get... In, in the barrel. And you put the beer on top? Okay. And, okay, so you, okay, you took the honey out. There's honey, residual honey in the barrel. Correct. And then you Correct. added the beer on top of it. Did the honey, did you get a lot of character from the barrel in the honey? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. It was very mead-like. It was, uh, yeah, it was a very rich beer. <laughs> did you ferment the honey very, afterwards? Because that, that would have been interesting to make a mead, like reverse yeah. oak age it, right? So we, we one of our, one of our brewers, makes meat at home and he's he did make a meat out of it he hasn't 
bottled it yet, but okay. that's something that we're definitely excited about. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Good. Because that's uh how do you waste that opportunity? I'm sure that was a mess and you oh, probably won't not. do it again. Yeah. But Ooh, so- you were you were talking about Manhattans earlier. Yes. Have you ever you should definitely we I made Manhattans at home and old fashioned at home oh, with God. this this bourbon aged honey as instead of the tur- use, instead of using turbinado sugar, okay. use this bourbon honey. Man, really? it, was, it was good. Oh, jeez. Now I'm thirsty. <laughs> so when you added the oats into the what uh, what what kind of oats was it? Was it oat malt, steel cut? Oh, gold plate? gold notes. Okay, just normal. There's normal brewing gold notes. Just huh? normal gold. Yeah, brewing gold notes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And it was a bitch. It was a bitch on our louder ton. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you had you had big problems doing that and getting it off there. It well, it was a, so. In this case, for 120 barrels, it had to be a it had to be a double mash so that we could net the volume that we needed. Oh, and the, the grain bill so big. Yeah, okay. it was so, so. Our brew house was designed in the 80s, and it's pretty much designed for you know 10, 12 Plato German Kolsch's. <laughs> um, and when we wanted to make this huge 25 Plato. Uh, barley wine, it, it, it gets pretty tax, taxing on the brew house to make something that big. So yeah. expect a four or five hour louder and Jeez. long boil to, to, to hit the starting gravity that we need. And Does your team but, dread these brew days or what? Oh, I got several phone calls like, man, this beer sucks. Why are we making this beer? <laughs> <laughs> Calling sick that day. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's a tough brew day. It tastes great, though. Yeah. I mean, the results are amazing. Yeah, it's worth all the trouble. I'm yeah. yeah, absolutely. Did you do anything like special with the mash? Like, just take the first runnings to try it that way, or did you mostly uh, yeah, concentrate on the boil? Yeah, it's a, a single infusion, and it's a first runnings only beer. Yep. And um, then you then we mash in again and fill up another first runnings only beer to to reach our uh, boiling uh, boiling capacity and. I've heard about people, a two-hour boil. I've heard of people taking oh, in the, the second runnings from the first batch, using that as a strike water yeah. for the second. Is that something you've considered or thought about? Or um, we we have thought about that in, a, in an efficiency standpoint, and you know, kind of uh, we we discussed it. It hasn't been implemented yet, and um, but no, it's I've heard of a lot of people using foundation water a lot for using their residual runnings. Yeah. of the beer as their foundation one. Um, yeah, so that's... You wouldn't have to have as yeah. much uh, into the second one. I mean, it would speed up the process as well. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't make a lot of high-gravity beers routinely, and um, that's one reason why we haven't aggressively uh, got into that effort. So, so how much of this beer that we're... No, how much of this beer did it get got into the market? Is this... It's obviously had to so go through a lot of it's a, processing. Uh, we we did a single batch of it, so 120 barrels um, went into 62 rye whiskey barrel uh, rye whiskey barrels, and package wise, it it fills about a roughly 900 cases, I see. and that gets distributed all over Texas and Louisiana, nice. and it sells out. At, we, we, it gets distributed to grocery stores, liquor stores, as restaurants as well, and um, sells out pretty quickly amongst 
with that wide distribution. I bet. And yeah, so, so that's we advantage. always try to keep. That's the advantage of keeping yourself close, kind of close in. You can like, yeah, you can, you're, you just make enough to set, meet your market. You don't have to worry about old beer out there. Right. It's only in your local market. Right. Man, Absol- there's a, absolutely. There's a lot of beer. You know, I'm not trying to bag on anybody, but there's yeah, a, 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 even a local brewery. I've seen beers that are packaged in February on the sh- on the store shelves, and there's new beer in front of it because yeah. their their sales guy or whatever is rotating the stock. Yeah, no one's paying attention to mm-hmm. it. So you you still have those problems even at a local level. But uh, no, this beer's great, man. This beer's great. Appreciate I, it. Thank I appreciate you. you sending it. I appreciate you saying it over. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, Aaron, so I, I normally I would say, hey, where can we find your beer? But we've already covered that. You can't find it anywhere <laughs> unless you're in Texas or Louisiana. If you're there, enjoy. Yeah, if you're there, uh, you know, keep drinking it, man, because you guys are uh, they're, they're making some great beers over there at St. Arnold. And, uh, uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate you coming on and spending the time with us and sending us the beers. And uh, next time you're in the area, please stop by, man. Chico's like three hours away or whatever. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Would love to. Thank you. Cool, yeah. Enjoyed it. Yeah, no sweat, man. Thanks a lot, Aaron. I appreciate it, dude. All right. Take care, guys. All right, man. Bye. Let Aaron go there. Uh, yeah, dude. That's good beers, man. Yeah. St. Arnold. Like everyone. Arnold.com. They don't even have to have the brewing on there. It's just that's it. This the That's that's old URL, dude. Kudos to them. They've been around a while. They've been around a long 23 time. 23 years man. anniversary. That's pretty good for a brewery. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. Uh, okay, hey, did you get Tasty? You probably knew about this. Uh, something called Drake's Aroma Day. Yeah, I heard about that. Sure, it's uh, on July seventh, uh, and uh, you go over to uh, Drake's Brewing Company. Uh, they're selling tickets right now at eventbrite dot com. You just search Drake's Aroma Day. Um, you can sample a bunch of other uh, a bunch of aroma things. It's uh, Aroma Coma two point ah. along with uh, something they're calling Danktastic. Uh, Dinktastically awesome aromatherapy triple IPA. So it's the first chance to get your hands on both bottles of the Aroma Cova 2.0 and the Aromatherapy Triple IPA. This is for Aroma Day, and uh, apparently there's puppy and kitten playpens, massage, <laughs> m- massage chairs. That means lots of hot chicks, right? <laughs> Hop vaporizers, interactive aromatherapy indulgence. Well, nice. Yeah, uh, vinyl listening station. I mean, wow. Uh, live DJs, beer, ice cream, uh, spicy food, and more. Something for everybody. Something for literally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like, they have... Um, for a grateful day. Come for the yeah. kittens, stay for the beer. Right? It's free admission. It's open to all ages. Um, but if you want to taste beers, that's what you got to pay. So, uh, you know, you get five four-ounce tastes and one full pour of your favorite Aroma Series brew uh, for 15 bucks, And it kind of just goes up from there, which is kind of cool. You get some taste, and you can actually get a full pint of and something. And you get the pet a kitty. And you get a pet a kitty, which are <laughs> really it's the best it's the best pet I mean, around. But that's at Drake's dealership, actually. it's on, you get your hand on the kitty. There's no going back. Uh, Friday, July 17th, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So if you're in the Bay Area, come on out uh, to Drake's dealership there in Oakland on July 7th, my friends. It's a fun place. Drake's Aroma Day. All right, we're going to take our last break. We're going to come back. We're going to do feedback. We're going to do feedback. We're going to do a little bit of beer news. And then uh, we might have one more beer tasting. We have one more beer. Uh, I have a beer. We're gonna we're gonna drink, but, right, but are those beers cold? Okay, it's all lined up. So we're gonna do that as well. So we're not done yet. We're drinking some more beers. Hang on, we'll be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature Rest mashing is easy to do, all for under 300 bucks. They also feature the Mark II Work Pump, a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much, as well as exclusive Brewers Edge regulators and quality Keg King kegs and disconnects. Check them out today at WilliamsBrewing.com to bruise their vast selection. With over 20 years of experience making world class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. At the end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. You've got to try it on tap at Moylan's. In Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the 
Brewers Association at craftbeer.com. Also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. session uh it's the worst rejoinder music i've ever heard in my entire life i guarantee you that was moscow (laughs) i guarantee it because it's terrible (laughs) how they get in the building right you know what's not terrible though the third annual california craft beer summit and beer festival September 7th through the 9th, it's the premier event for the craft brewing community. You can network with established and up-and-coming brewers, learn from equipment vendors and suppliers, and get tips on how to perfect and improve your home-brewed beer. 
which we all need, let's be honest. Uh, get the chance to hear brewing industry innovators and pioneers talk about their days as home brewers and share stories from their startup experience. Educational sessions include Ask the Brewmaster and How to Start a Brewery, help you build a strong foundation in the beer industry, and continue to hone your craft. The three-day event, and it ends with the largest craft beer festival in California, featuring more than 160 breweries from across California right in front of the state capitol. The Summit is a valuable educational event for everybody, whether you are looking to start your own brewery, pair beer with food, taste and discuss different beer styles, or advance your understanding of distribution channels. Selling tickets for the uh, for either one day or the entire Summit weekend, go to cacraftbeersummit.com. You get your early bird discount, which ends July 10th. And uh, just like last year, we are going to give away... Uh, tickets to the entire the entire deal, which I believe we're going to give away at the last session in June, and then in August we're going to give away tickets to the festival only. So uh, stay both, tuned. Both are good events. Both are great events, right? Yeah, which yeah, would you rather win? I don't know. Oh, the festival's amazing. The festival's are we, great. Are we eligible? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I didn't hear the disclaimer on there. No. Okay. Yeah, we're always eligible, apparently. CACraftBeerSummit.com, everybody. CACraftBeerSummit.com. Yeah, I've never been. I've heard a lot. I've heard only good things about that. I have that. been there, and it's a great, great event. Good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Uh, okay, Tasty, who do we have in the studio with us, man? This is uh, Jamie. He uh, provided a great service to, to humanity. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Us. He brought some beers that are, are great friend uh chad had brewed at uh, at a uh, brew pub in uh texas uh it's called uh, bankhead brewing okay awesome yeah. Yeah, yeah, welcome I'm, dude i'm just the mule th- you're just uh, the mule i already got him it's, i think you might have chad on, uh yep. going again i already got him. uh so jamie thank you very much for for bringing these beers dude here let me get my beer out of your way oh it's my pleasure you're take it dude you're gonna take it so uh okay on the line we should have the great chad Mosier, right if you'd like to make <laughs> Chad hung up. Nice. He forgot that uh, once we do the phone lines. Uh, you know, Chad didn't know to drink a little. Yeah. Uh, um, sampling. Here, I got all these here, too. Oh, it doesn't matter. All right, wait, no, no, no. That's fine. Uh, well, here, give me blast. give me Chad's number. Let me call him back, dude. Oh, Jesus. Or at least just, no, you know what? Tell I him to call him. in again. I told, yeah, tell him to call him right. again. He hung up on me. I can't. Uh, yeah, what's with that? Here, Jimmy, pass these beers around, dude. Don't just sit there like a lump. Tell him to put the crack pipe He's just nervous. He just keeps ringing. Well, he probably was. Yeah, I pushed the button. Uh, what are these beers, Jamie? Do you know? I mean, I, I assume uh, I you know. I think this one's this a is, Hellas. This is the and Hellas. And a Bach is the other one. Okay, a Hellas. All right. Smells great. Smells pretty good. So uh, you've been, you, mm. do you live near Chad's place or yeah. how did you guys hook up? Yeah. Uh, actually, I met Chad a couple of years ago back when you guys were uh, at the Blue Bonnet Festival. And he came in okay. and told me he was moving to Dallas. We've been texting back and forth and I've been begging to hang out with him and uh, because lonely <laughs> right well you you have that vibe about you right the, the, lonely, yeah, guy, the lonely guy vibe <laughs> no but you work at a comic book store i wish i wish <laughs> don't but we all no he's actually been helping me out I've, I've started my own business recently and i'm trying to do some consulting in the brewing industry and uh, okay chad has uh, been really helpful so great yeah that's cool man i can i can show you how to do free consulting i'm uh, really good at that awesome yeah Everybody, everybody's willing. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. trying to fake my Can't way through it price. for sure. Keep in mind, you get what you pay for, though. Yeah, it's true. So. I use a lot of engineering terms, and so that uh, that uh, confuses everybody. <laughs> okay, is this the great Chad Mosier right now? 
What is going on? Wow. <laughs> He's wound up, too. This is great to hear your voice, buddy. Wow. Mr. Guest, sign in, please. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, how long has it been, Chad? It's been a, It's been years. Too long, yeah. Too it's been long. way too long, man. Give me, give me the quick, give me, the, give me the quick sixty-second recap, man. What's going on in Texas? Oh, let's see. Just living the dream, man. Got a three-year-old, so that takes up a lot of time, and wow. uh, just uh, at the brewery every day. So life is good. <laughs> wife is happy. There you go. Can't complain, oh, man. That's all you need, yeah. man. That's true. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah. A three-year-old. It's definitely been at least three years, dog. Definitely, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. Been here a couple years, so that's cool, man. So, so what's the brewery again that you're at? Sorry, uh, we're at uh, Bankhead Brewing Company. Okay. So we're in Rowlett, which is just outside of Dallas. Just a smidge so. outside. Is that is that like yeah. Texas, just outside, where it's really like four hours away, or is it? <laughs> no, we're probably about 25 minutes from downtown. Okay, so that's not pretty good. Bad. Not so yeah. much different than us. It's kind of like yeah. exactly. Yeah, How maybe you... a little less. Kind of like kind of like going to Oakland. How long you been there? Uh, let's see, a year. So awesome, man! Yeah, well, this yeah, house is well. uh, this house is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's really good. It's oh nice. yeah, I like, you guys the, uh, that? I like the malt and the greeny character to it. It's really good. Yeah, and it's. I'll it, tell you what. I mean, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You, you go, go ahead, ahead, Chad. The, the system is great. So I don't know if you guys are familiar, but we're we're brewing on a fifteen barrel uh, JV Northwest. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a steam system, and we're basically it's a two vessel system. So our, our boil kettle is also our our mash tun to start, uh-huh. whirlpool as well. So we'll mash into that, and it's got a mash mixer, and oh, wow. you know we're doing decoction and things like that. And then we're we're pretty much shooting that entire mash over to our louder tun. So it's kind of crazy to watch an entire you know mash get moved through a pipe. That's kind of a first for me. So it's definitely more of a <laughs> traditional blogger uh, yeah. brewery than a, a single infusion type uh, setup. Oh, so God. it's been pretty cool. So that, I think that's really that's making the beer amongst everything else. You're just, you're just a button pusher. It's a really is, nice that setup. You, is that what you're trying to say? You're, you're just you're being <laughs> typical Chad, where it's like, no, no, it's not me. I didn't do anything. I'm just here doing everything. But it's not me. It's not right. me. Very exactly. humble. You got it. Very humble. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a great team. It's just it's just two of us. It's myself and Ryan Pyle. Ryan's the owner, uh, head brewer. So um, I, you know, it's both of us together, and uh, we're having a lot of fun. And just I think we're making some great beers. That's so, awesome, dude. Couldn't ask for much more. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool, man. That's I know really Ryan. cool. He's been here. Shout out to Ryan. He's a great yeah. guy. How's it yeah. going, buddy? He can't yeah. answer you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I know one person out there in the you know when it, here's the podcast going to go say hey tasty what's going on all right one person, <laughs> one person. that's that's good that's yeah. good Confer with me well i do want to get you on that we've been talking about it you know behind the scenes here of course uh for a couple of years now sure. and check in with chad and see what's going on but i would love to get you on and like mainly get more of this if you just sent like 12 bottles of this one hellas that would make for the best interview <laughs> ever man so you know, it's funny. Is this was our first beer in the system? Didn't run really any kind of other system, to, you know, any other kind of recipe or anything. So we just went for it day one. Hell Fuck yeah, dude! Let's do it. Hell yeah! And, is that uh, your idea? It's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking something easier. I was like, uh, let's just do a pale ale or a blonde. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it went great. So we're really, really proud of this one. It's done well for us. We're excited. That's awesome. So, you're, yeah, so yeah. You're, uh, you do lots of lagers, or you do other other styles as well? 
We, we do everything. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, on the menu right now a Saison, uh-huh. a Dark Strong. Uh, we've got a Pale Ale, IPA, uh, Double IPA, which people go crazy for. Uh, it's like, you know, you brew a Pale Ale and everyone's like, okay. And then a Double IPA and it's like, wham, everyone's drinking. So, uh, one time I saw, I saw your website, I, I, you had that... Uh an American brownie. What was that? Uh, oh, uh, oh, Janet's brownie. I thought you had that. The Janet's brown. Okay, yeah. Man, we've brewed that a couple times. And, uh, anybody like this? Well well. Anybody like it, or you just like it lingers? What's going on? No, absolutely. I think people. No, people really enjoyed it. Okay, absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So nice, yeah. <laughs> Great. We we stoked Tasty's ego enough for one night. I'm sure it's everything's fine now. Uh, yeah. Well, now he's got all his fancy labels on a can, so uh, he's going big time now. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it, are you going to keep holding that bottle and warming it up, Tasty? Yeah, we, we have another bottle. You guys, uh, we can empty a glass. Or yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what sure. those empty glasses are for, man. You're supposed to fill those. So you're uh, you're digging the Hellas, JP, huh? Yeah, I really enjoy it, dude. What's the ABV on this? Because you know I'm an, I'm an ABV uh, purist. Nazi. So thank you. Right around five percent. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much Pilsner Malt, little Cara Hell, and uh, there you go. It's, yeah, it's delicious, man. It's the, and it's that grainy thing that you expect from a Hellas all yeah. like all the way through, right? Everything is it starts at like a five intensity and just stays that way the entire way. You know what I mean? There's no building and there's no tapering. Sure. Off. Uh, it's built really, really well. It's very bold. It's a bigger uh, ABV than typical Hellas, though, right? Tell me it is, right? It's got more body. Uh, that's right in the range. I think it, it might. It, I, I mean, think it's just the body. You know, I think that's really? uh, the malt's really coming through, so it might it so feel ABV? like a heavier beer as far as alcohol. So it's, it's right around 5%. 5%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious, yeah. man. It's delicious. So this is the Bach now? There you go. Now Traditional the German Bach. Yeah, hmm. lots of Munich malt, great. little Cara Munich. This is yeah, it's nice beer that they make. It's got malt aroma. What's, what's that, Jamie? Yeah. This is definitely hops. my favorite beer that they make. It's okay. got so much malt aroma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you didn't no, over hop it. That's a good one. And that's a you know very Texas friendly beer style. Of course. Yeah. What does that mean? No. Yeah. Land of the Shiner Bach. Oh, okay. so, yeah, exactly. People go crazy yeah, for that. Very, it's very <laughs> red. It's very it's like red. Imperial Shiner Bach. Yeah. Uh, but we're really happy with the hops, too. We've come across a vendor uh, recently in the last few months that's um, getting some stuff from Germany. So we're using Hallertown Middle Through pretty much in our lager. And, uh, man, this latest batch is high alpha. Look, well, I say high alpha. Like in the fours, where a lot of this, uh, a lot of the other stuff we've been seeing is like three, you know, low threes, mid threes, even in the twos. So um, we're really happy with the hops we're getting right now, too. So I think that's really coming through in the beers. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yep, this is good too. And, uh, it has that same kind of grainy flavor. Are you picking that up, Doctor? Very malty. Yeah. I like your maltiness in your beers. Yeah, just yeah. the smell of this one is just smell. It's got great. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm not saying this because we've already had uh, the St. Arnold guys on and drank a lot of their beers. Dude, I'm I'm proud of you, man. You're making some really good beers. I mean, you're always making good beers out here, but uh, you know, on the old commercial scale, I think that's that's rad, dude. I'm really stoked for you. I remember when he didn't know how to make beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him now. He didn't even know how to drink it. Right. But now yeah. I have learned that too. I remember, I, remember, <laughs> I remember giving him a tip or two, but I seemed like he needed it. Yeah. Like, right. Exactly. So, Chad, what's exactly. the exact? Small bill on this beer. Can you give it to us, or is that something you're not willing yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get one of those dicks? Let me see. 
Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, I'll get you in the ballpark. I know it's. Yeah, yeah, um, give me the, I want to know the adjuncts. For, let me the uh, specialty malls. Not the adjuncts. So uh, yeah, Munich. It's basically Munich too. Um, probably about forty percent, and oh, you know the rest is a little combination. Mostly Munich one. And then a small amount of uh, Care Munich 3, maybe like half a bag and like a 15-barrel batch. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a little sprinkle of craft, a special too, for some, like some nice little color. So, yeah, that's it. So most of um, the, how much of the color is from the carafe? Probably like almost all of it, right? Is that's all Munich? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Munich. Like and the, the, Munich <laughs> the Munich will really give you that that's brown. Like yeah, but like I mean. SRM, so yeah. Right, right. So you've had a Dunkel before, which is, you know, like all Munich. So you kind of get in that, yeah, the brownish area with a little more of that carafa, uh, uh, some of those darker hues. I don't, I don't get any roasted uh, carafa, so yeah. What's the ABV on this guy? No, no. This one, I think, is around 6 8. Yeah, oh, right around 6 8. Really? I was going to say yeah. 7. Really? It's a good beer, it's, dude. it's right yeah. in that ballpark. I don't yeah, get any, right any in that ballpark. No. Oh, wow. That you, malt thing is just carrying the whole beer. Give me some more of that Hellas, Tasty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on over there? Well, well, I'll tell you, and the yeast strain, and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, been really happy with that, is uh, definitely our friends over at White Labs. And uh, we actually used the Bach yeast, the 833 on this bad boy. And we've hey, even tried it on all our other loggers. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> you, that's what you're using so, solely? Is that 833? Pretty exclusively, yeah, yeah. Awesome. For the loggers, like the old water loggers, they have to say right. for yeah. loggers. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, gee, look, you already did so, your show. Then there you go. You don't need to come. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna get Ryan on. <laughs> I thought we were gonna fly him out. We got him. Shit. <laughs> I, I'm sure he could fly us out. Now. Send the BN jet. Yeah. Hey, hey meet us in uh, well, Fort Collins. Well, maybe. Chad, meet us in Fort Collins. Yeah, and I just drive up to Fort Collins, right? Yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Bring some of this. Well, so what's the deal with? So what's the deal with Fort Collins? I don't know. You guys got to tell me about this. Well, there's a hot grenade, grenade V2 opening up. Yes. Yeah. And they've got a soft Okay, it's not date, open yet. Soft date of July 22nd. So, right. You know, ah, okay. Right around the corner. You know, free up that weekend, weekend and head up, and we'll meet you there. Send Jay an email, or, I'll, you know, or, or, or he'll send you one, or somehow, and, and we'll get you, we should get you on tap there and, and with some of this oh, Hellas, because this Hellas would murder tap. up there. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Murder up there. <laughs> we can draw that up in the press. Great to hear. Pack. Yeah, Chad, there you go. All the you good you go. in his Prius. It's going to be amazing. Well, Chachi, well, awesome, it's been good talking to you, crazy. dude. And I'm really, uh, I, we, we've been fascinated for uh, forever about what you're doing up there or out there, down there, over there. And it sounds like you're procreating. Hey, we're here, man. You're reproducing, and you're making good beers. Absolutely. And thanks for sending That's the it. beer. Thanks for sending the beer up, and thanks to Jamie for muling it up here. My pleasure. My yes, pleasure. yeah, Jamie, I'm glad you guys get to hang out, and, uh, yeah, we, we definitely want to thank him for bringing that out to you guys because uh, it's been too long. That's well overdue. We need yeah, to get man. you some beer. We don't so. have you when we got your beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, drove by the, uh, I drove by the Rad Pad the other day. Actually, I was in Pacheco. Ooh. Well, how's the looking? It's it, it it's it's like totally landscaped. Landscape, it's it's painted super. It's like a dark gray with like really dark gray trim. It looks and every house on that block is still tan, and so it's just it's more. It's a different kind of eyesore than it used to be. That's actually sacrilegious. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think so. it should be I'm disappointed. We need a historical landmark yeah. plaque on that goddamn thing. Yeah. But anyway, so I thought Definitely. about you. So this is uh, it's pretty funny, man, that you're calling in. I was telling Terrence like, yeah, that's where Justin used to park. 
park his fucking motorcycle for five years and yeah, right in the, yeah, right the, in the front porch. Yeah. Yeah, walk around. It's it's great, around. Man. <laughs> Those were the days, Chad. Well, where'd you park your yeah. your Hummer, Doctor G? Oh, right, right in front, usually. Right, right in the grass. The, yeah, right in the, right in the, <laughs> the, the dirt. Garage, half out the garage. The girl definitely had like four or five vehicles that needed all the, the space. But yeah, dude, why not? Well, wasn't and, going in the garage. Well, and nothing ran too, right? The truck never ran. The motorcycle <laughs> never ran. Yeah. But almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sad times. Yeah. You know, we're not drinking time, one of though, his beers, but. Uh, his IPA is one of the best Texas. That's what you were saying, man, before we got I, on. I'm probably going to get a Texas. lot of shit for saying that. You hear that, Chad? Uh, you get a lot of shit for not bringing one. I, I did. They're in the cooler. They're in the cooler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, yeah. see, see Tasty's pulling the Scott. Uh-oh. Where he's, he's keeping Uh-oh. some beers up aside. He's holding. Yeah. Well, you guys okay. I had a growler of that before I got on the plane yesterday. I earned this yeah. beer. I worked for it. <laughs> that's what he's. That's what Tasty's doing right now. <laughs> All right, Chad, we're going to let you go. But seriously, though, we, we should make a, a show around you. And hopefully you can come back for the show. You're in the studio for that? Absolutely. That'd be yeah, Brian and I would love to come out for that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd hey, be you cool come out to you. California, you may not leave again. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. I love you guys. And it's uh, yeah, it really too, nice dude. talking to you guys. And yeah. Appreciate you guys reaching out tonight. Hell yeah, you man. To yeah, me too. I'm only disappointed. I'm, I'm texting Jay right now telling him this house is amazing. Yeah, he's going to be uh, sad. He's going to be sad for sure, but fuck that guy. He's oh, not oh. here. He's not here. Jamie will be headed back to the bay in a couple weeks or something. We'll just okay. pile up some well, more beer I'll, I'll Yeah, the next month. <laughs> I expect there's another one of those bottles here. I'll make sure you... I believe when, we'll make sure you... Oh, see, see how it is? I mean, I Moscow wow, all over what again. What a guy. Really, I'm not, I want to share it with you What a guy. Well, we, we probably need to bring it uh, out to Minneapolis because uh, Jay's not coming back for a while. So. <laughs> That's, That's right. true. That's, That's true. true. All right, Chad. We'll let you go, man. Take care, guys. All Great right. To hear See from you, dude. You. Yeah, good to hear you too, man. See you, See you brother. Voice. All right, bud. Love you. Later. I like that guy. I miss Chad. Chad, I miss Chad. I, miss I just Chad. picture a smiling face. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going great. Yep. It's just, that's typical. It's like nothing changed, oh, man. Right Everything's going great. <clears throat> All right, let's do some feedback, Doc. Ooh, I love you. Really? Can we? Yeah. Actually, Please. before we do that, I want to talk to you about Neshaminy oh, Creek. Neshaminy Creek Brewing has been on the Philly beer map scene since 2012. They just recently took home their fourth Philly Beer Scene Magazine Award for Brewer of the Year. Four years in a row, and third year in a row for Brewery of the Year. Two-time GABF Vienna Style Lager Medal winner, um, 2003, 2013 and 2016. Also, they won the bronze for their smoked lager in 2016, which we had on the show, which was awesome. Uh, they have a large, expanded, and recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotating and seasonal or limited beers. They have a variety of styles, from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers to oak-fermented saisons and sour beers. Free brewery tours on Saturday. Check out the Chamonix Creek Brewing Dot com. Yeah, dude, four four times, four years in a row, Brewer of the Year in Philly. That's fucking rad, dude. Good That's for them. Amazing, yeah. Good for them. All right. This first, uh, I, hes- I hesitate to call it feedback because, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, it's from KG. He says, the only thing worse than Twin Peaks is listening to JP describe shot for shot how bad Twin Peaks is. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, uh, yeah, that show, dude. I fucking hate it. I, I I love the first season. The second season is okay, and the, this current season, fucking just don't watch it. You're not missing a single goddamn thing. 
Uh, next one is from Keith. Hello, Brewcasters and Justin, wherever you are. I listened to the session featuring Big Ditch Brewing Company and wanted to say thank you for having them on. I sent Bevo an email a while back suggesting you have them on. I thought you might find it interesting how a couple of guys with a pharmaceutical background took what they knew from one industry and applied it to another, and rather successfully, too. As you tasted for yourselves, the beers are great, and anyone living in the Buffalo area should take the time to visit the brewery. If it was my email that led you to contact Big Ditch Brewing Company, it's like the marketing team wrote this, uh, then I would encourage all BN listeners who have a favorite brewery, no matter how big or small, to contact the BN about possibly having them on, especially if the brewery has a cool story behind it or they're playing around with new and different ingredients or even processes. That's that's right, Keith. I uh, appreciate that. Anybody, any, if you your favorite brewery, because that's, look, you listen to the show to learn some stuff, and if you want to learn about your favorite brewery, let us know who that is, and, and we'd love to talk to them, man. Uh, keep up the great work, and I will see you asshats at NHC. Cheers from Keith. I can only imagine he means homebrew con, but I don't know. I still call it NHC. Yeah, me too. I'm old school. It's going to always give me NHC to me. You're right. Um, this well, you, la- you, can, you can brew it NHC in, when you're typing. Right. Homebrew con just takes too long. <laughs> uh, our last one, it's like, very like short. Guy. Yeah, it's very short on feedback today. This one's from uh, someone called Jason. It's not me. Uh, I was just wondering if you guys are going to finally lay claim to creating the session beer category. I mean, the session has been around for like 11 years or some shit, and uh, the session beers have not been around for nearly that long. You should fight for a trademark just like Vermont, and then you can control the market. I, I agree. I think we should totally do that. It's called John at the Beer Law Center. Actually, feedback is brought to you by John at the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com and learn about all of the ways that you can protect any trademark that you have. Or, more importantly, if you're trying to open a brewery and you're, you need help navigating all that paperwork, that's John's specialty. So check him out, John beerlawcenter.com. His name is John. It's not in the thing. He's going to be at Homebrew Con in HCS. Right. I, I think, want to meet him. I've never met him. I think. Super Wouldn't nice, dude. Okay. I, I don't know for there. sure. I don't know. I, I would imagine the last one. Somebody comes up or the one before that. John. I don't know. He's uh, he's a dude. He's a tall dude. He has a tall. fucking bow tie. And, Everybody's uh, a tall dude. He's a good dude. Right. Well, to you, yeah. The stools are a tall dude. <laughs> hey. My feet don't touch the ground. I'm looking for that. I had to talk to John the other day about some personal shit, and he helped me out. He was a good dude. Took some time out of his day at a conference to talk to me. He was a good, <laughs> nice. a good dude. Uh, got him this is, your dial up, huh? Got him. Oh, yeah. Did you tell him it was you? No. I tried I, I try to sell him some insurance, and he was interested. And I said, fucking got you. It's really JP. You can't hang up now. Hey, what about this? Uh, the second point, uh, you should send JP to interview Notch Brewing in Salem, Massachusetts. Their beers are not hazy and are all low alcohol. I think it would be his new favorite brewery. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, I would go. If you can make it closer, I think that'd be great. But uh, there you go. Sounds good. They burn you like a witch. They should burn me like a witch. Well, that was feedback. Good release there. By the way. Thank you. Um, I think we should make... Uh, Jamie, do you want to do the live read, Dad? The oh, Adam and Eve? Fuck no. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I can't off. read anyways. I'm like no? half dyslexic as it is. You're so. from Texas, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the whole reason. <laughs> All right. Just don't put any y'alls in there. Oh, and it'd be full of that. <laughs> well, instead, I'll do the uh, beer smith, uh, because we like beer smith a lot better than we like uh, people who can't read. So, 
You know, that's <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but go to Beersmith. I'm good at math. 21-day free trial <laughs> of the best brewing software out there. Uh, learn how to manage your recipes. Learn about how to uh, properly maintain your recipe library. Learn about the best way to organize your recipes. Learn about the best way to actually create your recipes. All the ingredients are in there. Uh, they work really hard over there at, at Beersmith. Brad over there at Beersmith works really hard at making sure that everything is top-notch. All the details are right there. All the information is up to date. So check them out. Beersmith.com. 21-day free trial. Um, you know, And if you don't like it, um, well, you're stupid, first of all. And then second of all, you're a dumb-dumb head. And check out his uh, podcast and his uh, blogs. They're great. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, let's do some beer news real fast. I don't know if I want to do beer right. news. Let's just do You always want to do beer do news. news. Actually, there's something to rant about. It's true. Um, normally, I read these ahead of time, but but I didn't know what? that uh, you know we needed this uh, time. So, you know, I'm just going to read some of these. Uh, this was an interesting uh, piece. Uh, normally, we talk about uh, wholesalers in um, in 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 uh, what not craft macro beer, I guess. Like Budweiser and whatever, doing some shady shit. But this one in New Jersey, a craft beer wholesaler was fined $2 million over trade practices. Uh, Hunterton County craft beer wholesaler received a $2 million fine as part of a settlement with the State Division of Alcoholic Beverage Control over alleged trade practice violations. Which you never hear about craft breweries like really getting. You know, or the pounded dist- like that. So the distributor, well, the distributor, the distributor. And you, yeah. you don't hear about them getting in trouble. They right. kind of skirt around. That's everything. what I'm saying. Yeah. The fine is the largest ever imposed on a single wholesale licensee for trade practice violations. That seems like a yeah, it might be a record. Was he like bribing bars and stuff? Uh, pretty much. The uh, Hunterton uh, Hunterton Beer Hunterton Brewing Company LLC. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't pretend to know even the the liquor laws around here, much less New Jersey. But uh, Hunterton Brewing Company LLC. Sold draft beer tap systems at below fair market prices and concealed the charges by mislabeling them as miscellaneous draft charges on invoices. <laughs> the beer mafia. Yeah. The company located in the White House section of the township also ignored credit regulations for at least 700 uh, retail customers. Well, 700? Yeah. So they're all beyond terms on beer? Apparently. Uh, the attorney general says fair market prices exist for a reason. The improper trade practices allegedly employed by Hunterton Brewing threatened to disrupt com- competition and throw the wholesale industry into disarray. <laughs> sounds like a Joyzy yeah, thing, right? They were blatantly violating the three tiers. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Uh, consumers suffer when these laws and regulations are ignored. Uh, during its investigation, the, the division Brian. obtained uh, sworn statements from more than two dozen retail licensees and reviewed thousands of documents. Blah, blah, blah. The, the fine is payable in four $500,000 installments over the next year. You have to come up with $2 million in a year, dude. Jesus Christ. That's if, a lot of installments. A little quarterly payment. Well, for a big yeah. distributor, that's like in the budget. You just pay penalties. But that's way Well, they probably yeah. figured it in that's when like, they decided that, to do all this they stuff. Like, they allow like $500,000 a year in fines. That's a lot more money than most would. Uh, yeah, they made right. an example out of them. Uh, the charges sim- stemmed from 100 and not maintaining accurate records and reporting delinquent accounts. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. If you, if you Look, if you're doing shady shit, make sure your books are up to date. Well, that's part of the shadiness. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, but you know, I mean, if you're going to be late on your books, then you're going to get caught. They're, right? they're going to change their name, reopen, and 
In Jersey, make it yeah. I'd like to get those guys on the phone and hear their. Right. I was going like, to suggest hey, that. Let's we know we're just confusing each other. And you're like, they could have this like really. Forget weird about life. it. We don't care. Yeah, we know. We don't give. We a can't shit. talk about it. Yeah, we don't give a shit. Can't even do that accent. <laughs> <laughs> no way! We don't have to get them on the phone. Yeah, it'd be great. I think we should do follow-up. Uh, this one is uh, about Miller High Life, and that's the new hipster mm-hmm. beer. It used to be PBR. Um, their song is well, you started that, and then it's, I did start that. Thank you. Uh, but now I'm on the cores. But I didn't know the High Life. I didn't know everyone. Everyone fucking did an end around and ditched my cores light or my cores, and now they're going Miller High Life. I didn't know this. Hmm. Uh, Coors, right. which I doesn't. I didn't get the memo. Uh, identified the beer as a brand with potential to be a key player in its bid to return Miller Coors to total overall volume growth by 2019. Whatever the fuck that means. The brand was given a genuine refresh with new marketing that speaks to the beer's history and heritage. And what the company says is in an authentic way. Yeah, it's called retro, dude. I mean, and they're going to be on top in no time. They need to right. sell them in the shorties, too. Yeah. You know, the snub nose. Dude, Coors Light and little fucking grenades, dude. Yeah. Those are great. <laughs> I really like those. I used to drink those with a kid, when I was a kid with my dad. Yeah. They're amazing. Good training. That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> those hot days. Uh, here's a good quote. When bar owner John Elric opened Jack Bar in the popular nightlife destination of Williamsburg, Brooklyn, in 2013, he asked his distributor specifically for Miller High Life. Elric says he goes through about 140 cases of High Life in a month. They don't carry close to that kind of volume for the other bottled beers they stock. And at four bucks a bottle, High Life is one of the cheapest beers at the bar. 140 cases a month, dude. That's a ton of beer. Didn't Chad do that, like, you know, at at the Rat Pad? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know uh, he has a light lager, too. uh Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-oh is right. Uh, this guy is saying that uh, the beer has become more popular, especially in expensive metro areas and like New York, because of the classic beer and shot combo. You know, you go to the fucking airport, and it's like, you want a shot with that for oh, a yeah. dollar? Yeah, one no. do- dollar more, you get a shot yeah. with that. But now I How might. can you say no? <laughs> yeah. Dollar. Oh, get this. A bottle of High Life and a shot of well liquor, often whiskey, is frequently, kno- is frequently known as a low-life combo. <laughs> <laughs> It costs six bucks at this fucking bar, the Jack Bar in Williamsburg. Two of those and you're good for the night. I mean, it's one dollar drunk. Yeah, you I can, don't stop at one. You two. can barely get a hot dog in New York City for six bucks. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy, dude. The low life combo. I'm gonna go ask for the low life combo and see what happens at the airport. I bet they have that spoon tonic. Yeah, you know they do, man. As soon as I, as soon as I walk in there, Doc, shitty beer? Yeah, give me yeah. shit. <laughs> Uh, this article is from the Charlotte Observer. Uh, you know, there's a whole like a showdown over there in North Carolina about uh, you know big beer coming in and trying to like maintain the distribution status quo. And a lot of craft brewers down there like trying to fight it and trying to change the laws. Uh, this is article is called uh, "Craft Brewers Say This Document Shows the Distribution System Is Rigged." North Carolina's craft beers uh, craft brewers say they found a smoking gun in their fight against the state's beer wholesalers. Jesus Christ. A document that suggests the market is tilted towards their competitors, big national conglomerates. The document is a... Fr- oh, God. I hate doing shows like here sometimes. Well. Uh, I know. I can't wait for it to be over. Uh, the document is a franchise agreement... Better. 
<laughs> Between Anheuser-Busch and R.A. Jeffries, a Raleigh-based wholesale distributor, it requires Jeffries to give Anheuser-Busch priority over all other products. Whoa. The wholesaler, quote, agrees that its primary effort will be to sell the Anheuser-Busch products, that it will devote greater effort to the products than it devotes to any other products. Oh. And uh, this is John Reno from Old Mecklenburg, Mecklenburg Burger. He says, this is outrageous. This is what we've been trying to tell people, that large distributors favor the big breweries over small breweries. I'm not going to read the whole article because uh, I'm just I'm over it now. But uh, that's, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah, well, that's got to be super frustrating. Businesses, and they're within the law to promote whatever product they fucking want. That's, I mean, yeah. Right. We can't stop that. No. Sure they can. they can make more laws and yeah, just piss me off. The consumers are the ones that need to be educated. Yeah. About drinking the right fucking beers. I agree. That'll drive everything. I agree. <clears throat> By the way, so uh, you know our friends at uh, the the Frenchies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah Outland, yeah. right? Outland Brewing. Paris. Contacted me about uh, they're doing an NEIPA. They're doing a cloudy cloudy IPA. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Do they just want to piss you off? They want to piss me off, and, and Yan Yan was like, "Hey, so uh, you know, I know you hate these beers." Um, can I can I use your name <laughs> on the beer? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, what's it gonna be called? He's gonna, he says it's uh, it's gonna be called I hate this beer, Jason Petros. <laughs> <laughs> so you sent me the label. It's a fucking it's a cool label. And that, and then oh, on the cool. on the back there's a picture of me like screaming or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. I this is my favorite thing that's ever happened uh, to me. You got a picture of the back label. Uh, I do. It's uh, it's a little. I have to download it and. Uh, right, okay. No, no, it's fine because then it'll be on I Jay's mean, computer. And then he'll be like, I "What have, is this?" I have a beer with him, and the, and the, yeah, the back label's got that. It's pretty. Cool. Oh, that's pretty awesome! Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, see. It's me screaming or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a, a session New England IPA, and it's called "I Hate This Beer." Yeah, they like session. Jason Petros. Yeah, they because they're great over there. Come hate with JP. Yeah. So tomorrow I got to record like a little minute or two, like about why I hate. New England IPAs so and think they're terrible. I I think so. Yeah, I'm already on yeah, I think that'll be great. So I'm excited about that. I hate this beer. So if you're in Paris, you go to Outland Brewing there and uh, another outlet within Paris, you know, not besides there. Yeah, and try uh, try. I hate this beer, Jason Petros. I think that'll be that'll be good for you. It'll be good for me. Uh, what else is good for both of us? Adam and Eve. It's been good so far. Adam and Eve is determined. Okay, so basically, you guys have not been spicing things up in the bedroom enough, and uh, Adam and Eve is determined to help you do it even more. And they're backing up not only that ask but that promise. Uh, go to adamandeve.com, and you'll get 50% off almost any one item when you enter offer code BNARMY at the checkout. Uh, but back by popular demand, and for a limited time only, you'll also get the free Big O kit. Jane, Jamie, who doesn't love the Big O, right? Uh, nobody. Nobody doesn't love it. I mean, it was a great anime, but, you know, anime is only so good. You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's not hentai. It's not that great. It's not hentai. I mean, come on. Uh, Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibrator. Uh, you'll also get your entire order sent to you for free. So hurry up. Take advantage of this limited time offer. You can choose a new adult toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. When you choose that one item at 50% off, you'll get free shipping plus the big O kit, which includes the Climax gel and the mini vibrator. You won't find this deal anywhere else, anybody, so don't, don't even try to look. Use the offer code BNARMY at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. BNARMY at adamandeve.com. Do they have Adam and Eve stickers? 
I want to put oh one in my front window. God. <laughs> what would it say? Like, just the logo, or did it, would it have, like, a saying? Yeah. Almost everybody knows about Adam and Eve. I want a car wrap. Yeah. I'm sure they would be totally fine with letting you wrap your car. Unless you wrapped it around a tree or whatever. But, man, these pins from an unnamed brewery fucking suck, dude. They're, like, made from, like, toilet paper rolls. But the, the top of the thing always comes off. And it's, just, it's like, dude. Trash. That's why, I've thrown five that's why you away have so today. many of them. That's why you got to have a hundred of them. You got a whole thing. Here, how many do you want? <laughs> no, that's why there's so many. There's a whole box it of them. It takes too many to get something done. Yeah, they're bad. Well, it's like, yeah, you pull the pen out of the drawer and it doesn't work. What do you do? Throw right. it back in the drawer. Right. Here's one that doesn't work. There you go. Another one next. I've literally thrown five pins away today. Because they didn't start? Got to lick them or something. I mean. I'm not trying to lick I, No. You I, lick things. I lick windows. I can't lick pins, dude. Here, this one works. I got one here. Random. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks. You're a big random. Uh, okay, we were supposed to talk to Jay about the You're new. Uh, no, he's not. He's not around. We were supposed. We were supposed to talk to him. That's what I'm saying. For him, but uh, he's doing <laughs> something actually? out there, and uh, you know you, whatever he's doing. No, no, I'm uh, excited about it. Website. I was looking at my phone. Yes, it does well on the uh, on the Android for sure. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, so check out the new website. Let us know what you think. We're going to be at, at uh, HomebrewCon there, of course. We'll be recording, and we have a booth, and we have T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. So definitely stop by and uh, uh, and uh, check it out. You know, check us out. Buy some shit because that's always good. But keep, keep but definitely Evo busy. Keep Evo busy. But uh, definitely come and tell us what you think about the new site. I mean, we, we yeah. we've been listening to your feedback for a long time and uh, and now we can afford to actually pay somebody to do it cuz the last website Jay just did trying to save some fucking cash. But uh didn't really go very well. So I mean, it was fine. It was a fine site. It was a fine site. But some things were lost because he's not a web designer, right? So yeah, but the, the three weeks of frustration that he had when he opened the last time with the website. <laughs> right. Oh, we got a call. Let's see who's calling. Nobody. Oh. oh. All right. Just, just missed that or what, dude? Right. Shut down. I wish I had Star 69. Do you think that'll work? Let's try it. Let's see if Star 69 will work. <laughs> Nope. Uh, That's too bad. They're trying to call back. Yeah, right. You're like, damn it. It's like when you're, you know, like 16 or 17. Does my phone work? And you call it from another phone to make sure your phone works. But then you're worried that during that call, you got a busy line because that person was trying to call you back. And it's a whole thing. Never mind. Maybe that's just me. Last week, I could tell yeah, um, hey, the craftbeer.com beer and food course is the groundbreaking course that leads professionals and enthusiast chefs alike through the basics of beer pairing and food. Craftbeer.com beer course was built by a Culinary Institute of America graduate and certified Cicerone, so you know they know what they know you know what they know what they're talking about. There are two versions, a professional version made for chefs, restaurateurs, brewers, and hospitality professionals, and an enthusiast version created for dicks like us, at home chefs. Learn how to pair beer with your favorite foods, including chocolate, charcuterie, and chez, <laughs> something called chez. Uh, you also get to ultimately know beer styles. You'll see data and stories that will convince you that full-flavored beer deserves a place on the menu along with wine and spirits. Oh, and of course, it's free. So go to craftbeer.com and learn learn more about the course, but just learn more in general, dude, because we need, we need, we need you to learn good. more. Free's great, dude. The more you know, the better. Yeah. All right, everybody, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you very much to Aaron from St. Arnold Brewing for checking in with us and uh, shipping us beers and doing all that fun stuff. Man, that was a good conversation we had. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I need to go out there. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. And of course, thank you to the great Shat for calling in. And, uh, and thanks to Jamie for muling those beers up, dude. Absolutely. Appreciate that. But uh, Chad, glad to hear that you're doing well, man. You're making some good beers finally. I mean, Jesus Christ. Enough of this shit. This shitty, shitty shat beer. I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, everybody, thanks a lot for sticking with us. And we will see you hopefully at NHC at Homebrew Con, man. Yeah. Come check out. Come party with us. We'll be out at the Chop and Brew uh, Brewlosophy party on Wednesday night. Well, Doc won't because he'll be in the air. Um, be in the air. Flying. Yeah. But uh, anyway, looking forward to it, everybody. Cheers. Sky and winning the race, JP does great as his cherry.